All right, welcome back to another episode of the Flow Universe podcast. Very excited about tonight's guest. A little bit off of our normal uh, kind of topics here, but I think also very in alignment with a lot of the topics. Wait a so, minute, we're off the normal topics of the podcast, and you brought me on to like mess up your. Well, no, I just wanted to. Is that what you? I wanted to give people uh, a heads up because they're. We're going to talk about basically Star Wars and Disney the whole time, I feel. And as much as I have mm. like side rants about how I talk about, oh, yeah, Star Wars has gone to shit and it's all, you know, whatever. We'll get to that. <laughs> but that's a long story for me. And so I've had this whole narrative going in my head that nobody knows about, about all this stuff that goes online with like Doomcock and like all the drama mm. at Disney and the Mandalorian and Kathleen Kennedy and then all the people on YouTube, the commentators. It's a whole like ecosystem and, and it's like soap operas for me. I love it. So yes, t tonight's guest is um, I discovered in YouTube, in YouTube land, and he is the host of Welcome to the Rebellion podcast, um, yes. the, the theme park channel, Park Hoppin'. You're part Correct. of uh, Geeks and Gamers, and also the YouTube channel where I found you, which is Drunk3PO. So welcome to the Float Universe podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. It is an honor to be here. Uh, thank you for reaching out. Uh, thank you for reaching out. I like discovering, uh, you like we were talking earlier, I like discovering podcasts and channels that don't necessarily get uh, the algorithm coverage that they should they should get. And uh, this podcast is definitely one. When you reached out, I definitely took a deep dive and I was like, wow, here oh, we are. Well, thank you. And yeah. Now, here we, and now here I am. So, you know, here we are. So. I think the resonance of truth is what, and that think is the theme of the podcast all the time. So people don't understand where I'm going, but a lot of the guests may may sometimes also be off the, the normal path that we walk here. But a lot of it is just like it's your truth, and truth is so rare these days. People either they're zombified or they're willing to sell their souls, for example, to get into the Galactic Star Cruiser first. Yeah. Um, so that's why that was the main thing out of all the channels because I watch um, Doomcock, uh, Nerdrotic, uh, World Class Bullshitters. Even stuff like Ordinary Adventures. Now, see, one thing I've noticed, it seems with your content is you are in, in, in between the worlds of like movie and comic book type commentary people slash then the people that are like totally at Disney all the time and giving you the updates on the food and the rides and the situations there. You're, you seem like the best of both worlds. I don't know if it's the best of both worlds. I just kind of fell into it. Uh, which was which has been uh, an interesting journey. The theme park world is a it's a great like you think it's just like going to a theme park, riding rides and saying, oh, this is fun. Uh, check out this ride. Check out this cupcake. And then you go home. It, it, it is like uh, it, there's more toxic, toxic stuff going on in the theme park world <laughs> than I think they are in Star Wars, to be honest with you. It's. It's uh, it's it's really been an eye-opening experience uh, in that world, but yeah, it's it it's just because I live about twenty plus minutes from Disney World. Uh, Geeks and gamers uh, was a big fan of their content because they they basically were, you know, Jeremy who's who runs the, the runs over there was like they just tell it like it is. No one owns us. We own ourselves. We're just yeah. going to be truthful. Um, we're tired of the crap. We're tired of like, don't push politics in our pop culture. And they called it out. So I was just drawn to that. And we had conversations and um, 
he wanted he's been he had wanted to start a theme you know something to cover the theme parks because they have sports like you said comics pop culture everything and so like theme parks were on his list and i said man i'm right here and i love going to the theme parks so we worked it out and and here we are started a theme park channel um for and the for geeks and gamers called park hopping right when the theme parks closed during the so, pandemic so which <laughs> which channel started first how did you get into this initially uh the drunk 3po channel which is uh everyone's like why did you where, where did you get that name from it that that started first um i i just i needed to do something so long story short uh i was I used to be, I don't know what you call it. People say that they use the term humanitarian or, or whatever. I traveled all over the world building schools and homes for the poor. I did that for a long time. And and I spent a lot of time in Haiti and working there. And and so I went all over the world. And when, when I got to this place in my personal life and I was like, I need to stop. Like, just I just need to come home and just be home and... I didn't know what to do with myself and basically I just needed a hobby. So I, I, I hopped on a friend of mine who ran a star Wars podcast back when uh, the last Jedi movie came out, the last Jedi. And they started a star Wars podcast and, you know, five people listened to it. And I thought it was the greatest thing in the entire world. And we all had ridiculous star Wars names. And so mine was, uh drunk three c3 uh 3po i can't say c3po because lucasfilm doesn't like me right now but uh so they it, it, it just kind of stuck and then uh, while we were doing the podcast people were like hey man like we like what you have to say you should just start your own youtube channel and so i started the youtube channel drunk 3po and it was about the same time galaxy's edge was getting ready to open and i yeah. had several friends and some family that were working on the construction and that that actually work at Disney. And so they were kind of giving me information. So my channel kind of exploded a little bit because I was getting information that nobody was getting yet about the opening of Galaxy's Edge. I was the first one to report that there was going to be no Luke, no Leia, no Han, no this. And I'm telling you, those videos back in those days when I would say that, I mean, people were angry at me. They were just like, <laughs> they're like, this guy's a liar. Look at his setup. Uh, this is a joke. Don't listen to this guy. He's just making stuff up, blah, blah, blah. And and then it all came true. And um, Geeks and Gamers, they, they kind of noticed it. They were like, who is this person that just exploded with this? Like, how does he know all these people and just kind of exploded on the scene? Now, I didn't like The Last Jedi at all. I think that was a franchise killer movie. Dude, that's when I, I mean, said I was a, I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan. And uh, disclosure for me, I'm 40 and I don't look it, which is great. I can pass for 25 most of the time. But I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan. And that was where. I went and saw it twice, honestly, because I, this, I I couldn't believe I was dumbfounded the first time I saw it. I said, "Look, they're, they're flying the ships into each other, and and the, and the uh, just the whole thing, Rose Tico, the whole thing." By the way, that's why I joined your channel that one night because I kept I was like, "Wait, man, somebody pays him five dollars, and they he plays the Rose Tico thing, and and, yeah. and, and he gets your name on the screen." I said, <laughs> "This oh. is kind of a joke," you and know. Everybody was giving you like tons of money that night. It was in, it was incredible. Um, that's so funny. I, I saw it twice too. I saw it on an opening night. I walked out and went, what? I got to go back. Yeah. I was just like, I missed something. Like I missed something here. Like something is missing. Like, did you like, I'm like, did you guys like it? Like who liked it? 
And then you go on Twitter and all these people are like, it's the greatest Star Wars film ever. And I'm like, I missed something. Mm, I need yeah. to watch it again. And there's just so much you know, that, that that's where it started for me. It was like, you know what? I'm just yeah. I'm a certain age now. And I wasn't there was a point maybe 10 years earlier, like at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where I was like buying all the stuff. I didn't have like rooms and rooms full of stuff, but I had a fair amount of statues and figures, all the stuff. And I, at some point I said, you know what? I saw an interview with Lucas and he's like, hey, Star Wars is about actually you going out and doing the stuff, not just sitting around in your room, you know, playing with the toys and watching the movies. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So I should grow up and go out and explore the world. So I, I, I kind of let Star Wars go. I, I still love it. And it was kind of like, cool, okay, there's not going to be any more six movies. That's great. And I'm a fan of the prequels. Um, Huge fan here of the prequels. I love the prequels. And then it sells and you can see, you know, Lucas is the pain in his eyes selling it over to the guy that, in my opinion, killed, killed Disney and got him in the position they're in today. Like the guy that was collecting as many franchises as he could. Old um, Iger, Bob Iger, Bob Iger, good old Bob, liberal Bob, Bob Iger. And so he, yeah, he see he assembles, he gets Star Wars and goes woke with it. Let's Kathleen, Lucas, that's the, what's the, the killer of it all is Lucas appoints Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know if somebody twisted his arm or if that was his decision fully. What do you think about that? Do you think? Well, it was if you, I read Bob Iger's book and the Star Wars chapter was fascinating. If you read Bob Iger's book, it is literally a blueprint uh, for him or a, an open letter saying, this is why I should be president of the United States. Even though there's a chapter in there saying, I, I'm not going to run for president of the United States. But from the start to finish, it was it's basically him saying, I stood up for injustice, even as a young person. And these are the stories. When it got to the Star Wars chapter, which was interesting, it whoever let this stuff pass uh, to, to go into the book was shocking because it was basically he's like, George Lucas felt betrayed. He felt betrayed by Kathleen Kennedy. And they wrote all this in the book yeah. saying, Kathleen Kennedy promised they were going to do these stories. Uh, George Lucas said, here's a whole bunch of good stories that I would love to see movies. Kathleen Kennedy and Iger, uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, these are great. These are great. And then when they came to George and said, this is what we're doing, uh, he felt, they said, they they used that word in the book, like he felt betrayed and that you didn't go with his stories and that you didn't do this and that you're going in a different direction. And it it just sent kind of a shockwave that he was upset about what they were doing with it. And I'm like, well, of course he'd be upset. He created it. Like, that's been his baby forever. Yeah. So why would he not be upset when you told him you're going to do this? And then you go, you know, <laughs> we're going to do this instead. What do you think, George? Are you on board? Because we need you on board. And he's like, he didn't even go to the premieres, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, it's bad when he when, when you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to go to the premieres. You know, hey, I, I just... You know. Yeah, he we call he called him uh, white slavers in the yeah, Charlie yeah. Rose and he, and he walked <laughs> it back a little bit. You know how they have to do over there, but uh, you know, and and there's been a couple interviews where he's just kind of lashed out, and then those things like magically disappear. And and th there was one interview in particular that somebody somebody caught. Uh, he was being interviewed by a young man uh, in in uh, in, a, in a, I think a eighth grade. Uh, it was a 12 year old and they asked who do they want to interview? And one, one boy said, I want to interview George Lucas and he accepted and George Lucas did the interview and they asked, do you like the new star Wars?" And he just said, it's not my star Wars. They're going to do whatever they want with them. I don't think it's my, and, and he just like laid it out. 
that in it like all that stuff got deleted but a few youtubers were able to like clip you know some of that segment and and make videos on but it's just you could just tell he's like yeah yeah i'm done uh i'm done they're gonna do whatever they want and and they are and they really are you want to talk about you want to talk about being handed a franchise where all you have to do is a simple layup a simple layup (laughs) bro like you have star wars we want to see lightsabers we want to see people using the force uh we don't whatever like like and you could go to any barnes and nobles and go to the star wars section and the books that were written for the extended universe and anything else were fantastic you could have just you could have like uh taken a piece of gum out of your mouth and threw it and whatever book it stuck on you could have made billions of dollars doing movies based on those books that were already written for you ready to go but no they they just didn't want to do that <laughs> they didn't want to do that so oh you know it, it, you know it is such an easy layup and then part of me it just it looks at other sectors of the economy where we've reached this point where i don't think these people care about money i think it's about and where we're going which is forcing ideology both in the movies, yeah. in the parks, all these things that are happening over the past few years, unthinkable things in 2018 with Return of the Jedi. I just said, hey, to hell with this. You know, you can ha- you can keep Holdo, you can keep the Holdo maneuver, you can keep the, yeah. the last 20 minutes that didn't even need, need to be in that movie. And all the other, I mean, Rose Tico and that whole throwaway story, they, you know, I liked Finn as a character in the first movie. I really liked Finn a lot. I, I stuck with Finn the whole time I liked him, but they ruined his character in the second movie. It was a total, he shouldn't even been in it. Uh, it was just so that wasn't even about really okay. She, what would she have like pink hair? Hold on, I say okay, little <laughs> the gay kiss. Okay, I'll let uh, that was me being permissive, and this is where we are with the permissiveness, right? This is where we are today, where you can't say shit in the park. You uh, yeah. people have conservative values, feel like they shouldn't even be there, and then you got the the gays that are walking out. So Disney's taking it from both angles now, both sides. It's uh, it well, this is the stuff that we call out. If you have every right as an American or whatever to believe, and this is the freedoms that we have, and support an organization as you choose with your money, you do it. We always say this: you do whatever you want with your money. But if you believe that Disney is like we are so pro LGBTQ, whatever the whole letter, I, I keep missing some of them. Forgive me. They they preach that they're so for that, yet they put the kiss in the Rise of Skywalker only for the American audience. Dude, that's, uh, where so f- that's where I get mad. That's where I get mad. Do they take the blue ghosts out for the for the Chinese? That's what I'm saying. If you're so pro for it, like you've been telling us that you've been telling everyone else, then you tell these countries, nope, it stays in because we're we're trying to promote world change. But they don't. Right now, this is interesting. That never really makes the news much, but it's it's out there. Right now, the um the 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 L, whatever LGBTQ, LGBTQ. There you yeah go. okay plus <laughs> community is upset with Disney now because of their cruise ships they're like the Disney cruise line is now going to places where homosexual marriage is illegal and frowned upon so they should stop that division they shouldn't go to these places they shouldn't go to these ports we need to boycott the and you're just like they've been going to those ports for years um and it's all of a sudden now they think they have some great ally in Disney 
but Disney, it's just it's it's just this projection that I don't know that they that that they're just doing here in America. Well, well Disney's doubled do down though. Disney, Disney, you know, initially what's his name was like, okay, I'm gonna go neutral, which is I think the position to be because my whole my whole thing is Republicans buy shoes too. That's Michael Jordan, right? Yep. That's you know, so stay if you're gonna sell and you want a big audience. Like I'm at a point though with with my content, especially over the past two years with coronavirus and the and the jab and all this other crap, where it's like, okay, you have to choose one or the other. It's very hard to ride the line on some of these. You have to choose issues. So for me, I've decided, you know what, the people that want to come with me in pursuit of the truth, come on. And the people that want to stay back for whatever reason, that's cool. Uh, but I'm not going to worry about uh, losing followers. I'm worried about understanding the truth of reality. If I'm getting played by Disney, if Disney's pulling a scam on me, if they're trying to indoctrinate kids, I want to know, you know, yes. So, but you know the majority of people, majority of people, but I, this is why I appreciate your podcast, but like the, the majority of people though in the world, they just want to wake up, have a cup of coffee, <laughs> go to work, come back, watch some television and just live a peaceful, happy life. They don't want their kids being indoctrinated. They don't want any of that. You know, they, they don't want any of that stuff. Um, so a lot of them just don't, they don't know. You know what I mean? Like they don't know what's going on until maybe well, it's like too that's late. The th that's the thing. My whole thing recently with this whole, it's just bring, it brings people into awareness of, for right. example, like for me, I, I have over the past two years, I've had kids like three or four kids under 10 years old, two of them under six, tell me that they're gay or trans. I'm like, how is this even possible? I wasn't even thinking about sex until I was like yeah. 15, 16 years old. I was playing with like GI Joe's. Exactly. I knew it existed and stuff. I didn't, but I wasn't pursuing it. It's just like the pornography and, and the agendas in the schools and the movies and the parks, everywhere you go, it's just shoved down your throat. I, again, I have no problem with people doing whatever they want in the privacy of their own home with consenting adults. Like exactly. Leave, leave, I, mean, I don't you leave it in the bedroom. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's, See, that's the thing that's crazy. It's like uh, now we got to check our schools. We got to check our entertainment. But I mean, places like Disney for years, though, they have done an excellent job in promoting themselves as we are family friendly. That's, yeah, you can trust us with your kids. You could trust us like. And so even now, like I'm saying, like the like people that don't know what's going on when when they're like, let's go on vacation. Well, let's go to Disney because for years, I mean, there's Disney celebrating uh, 50 years uh, right here in Orlando, the Walt Disney World Parks, 50 years. And, you know, for for all those years, they've really they they have done recently an excellent job of making people think that's the first place they want to go. It's the most visited place in the entire world is Walt Disney World here in Orlando. It is the most visited place. In really? The in the entire world? In more the than Paris? And Eiffel Tower? Oh, my God. Yeah. More people come to Walt Disney World here in Orlando than any place in the entire world. They And they talk about, like, there's these other uh, world records that get set every year where that Cinderella Castle is the most photographed uh, picture um, taken every year. It's like more people take pictures in front of that castle than any place else in the entire world. So th they did an excellent job in marketing, you know, for years that this is a safe place. Your family will enjoy it. Look at this. Everything is love. Everything is perfect. Uh, you're going to have a great time. And, and so now, you know, it just, it seems like maybe a year before the pandemic, uh, maybe, maybe two years, they just started down this, this uh well i don't know what you call it, agenda driven wokeness and 
starting to change things and getting more political. They've, I think they've always been somewhat political, but nothing like what we've seen today. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How far, I don't know how far you go down the conspiracy hole with like Disney, but the reason I'm, I got so on this is because obviously I live here and, and like, dear God, it's like a love hate relationship. It's like, if, if all the things that the conspiracies say are true or true, then I don't want this near me, but it's also providing a ton of jobs for people in our, in our local economy. So I have a love-hate relationship with it. And also I grew up with it. I love it. And I hate the fact that I could forgive like the boner and the little mermaid, you know, stuff like that. But like it's full on agenda now in my face, like shoving it down. Like they're not even hiding the penis anymore. There's tons of conspiracies out there that you, yeah, that it. Like for the, me, Zane Maxwell and, and Epstein yeah. and the, the boat stopping in the Epstein Island. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know the one, the ride in Epcot that's got the house where they have the Illuminati temple. You ever heard that one before? Oh yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff always made for fun conversation, but now it's like, uh, okay, hold on a second here. <laughs> like, like we might've laughed and chuckled at that before, um, but now what we're seeing is, you know, we ain't hiding it anymore. Like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to triple down on the uh, on gay content. Uh, we've removed pronouns from our park. That's crazy. And, you know, we're like, it, it, and see, that's that's the thing. Now, they they their first step that really opened the eyes for a lot of people was when they got rid of ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. That used to be like before their fireworks, before their fireworks. And now they changed it to something along the lines of dreamers of all ages. So they, and then they changed some of the other verbiage where they don't want to address uh, children like boy and girl, male or female. They just want to say, hello, friends, you know, hello, dreamers, hello, like things like that, because they don't want to misgender anyone. But where does the, the, the issue is, okay, they've done that, but where does the needle stop? You know, like, are they going to change well, that's what I mean by being sometimes. permissive. When you're permissive yeah. towards things, you it's like, okay, you know where this train stops, right? It's um, not at homosexuality. It stops not at transgenderism. It stops pedophilia. That's where this train it wants to go, and they want it to stop. And that's why you have to stop, in my opinion, this, this per, uh, permissive. You know what? I'm not hating on people. Again, live your life the way you want. But no, I'm not, it's not I'm, about hate. I'm not putting my life on you. I'm not saying this is how you should have sex or not. And I'm definitely not saying it to a kid. Um, the kids should not be thinking at, about sex at five years old. That's why it's so crazy to me when this Florida bill, you know, they, they call it the don't say gay bill. But when you read the bill, you're like, what? <laughs> it's yeah. like, you guys have you talk about a red herring. Like, I like it, it just it just blew my mind. You know, I, I get the so for me, like when that stuff came out, you're like, yeah, the normal Hollywood celebrities will be like, oh, don't say gay. Look what they're doing in Florida. And I'm like, that's normal. They just do that because they're dumb. Uh, they don't read anything. They probably go off, you know, I think like there's some kind of like a cue card note that goes out to these celebrities from the higher ups to say, hey, can you mind tweeting something out like this? And it makes them look stupid. And, you know, people are getting fed up and calling them out on their like they get ratioed on Twitter and everything else. And it's just um, but when Bob Chapek comes out and is like, yeah, we're against this bill. We're against, uh, I'm like, you're against teaching five-year-olds about sex? Like, a what? Like, that? That's, they, they need to be, like, coloring, coloring book. You know what I mean? Right, like, it's a no-brainer. Like what? It, yeah, it's like common, it's a common sense law, sadly, that we had to pass. Common sense. It's like, it, like, just like you said. And 
quite frankly, a lot of people are upset. It just goes to third grade that it should be all of elementary. Uh, but, I agree. You know, I, you know, you've got act. Well, it's the same thing you've got going on in the colleges. You've got activist teachers that want to indoctrinate your children. And again, whatever it is, I, you know, it's your own thing. But you you raise your child, you you would want them to have your values, right? So when you not just teachers, when you avail them to programming from Disney and you just let them go at it and you don't give them any guidance you know the pedophile swirls in the dam it's a small world in Greece so <laughs> let me just say I I was uh when I came back from overseas here in Orlando I was a fifth grade teacher for some time and so I was a fifth grade teacher we taught you know science history all you know you have the students all day and um never I, I i hear these teachers that they you know that, that are on tiktok and everywhere else where they're like today i sat down with my third grade class and explained to them about my gender and i'm like never in a million years me as a teacher wanted to talk about any kind of sexual things with my classroom well that's the thing you think about it, you put you put that shoe on your foot it's like okay i came in i don't know about your sexual orientation but i i, I banged some chick last night class so you want to hear that's about what, it that's what i'm saying it's like <laughs> it's like hey kids let's sit down last night uh your teacher had a lot of beers and there was this girl that was beautiful and we talked and she's at my house right now i just wanted y'all to know that I, you know what i mean it's right. like who would talk common sense you know, it's common sense. And now like the big, I guess the big issue, a lot of people might not know wherever you're listening audience is there was a teacher that was suspended um, here in central Florida and that had a piece. He's uh, married, uh, married to another man. And he had a, uh, I guess a photo of him kissing his wife or husband, however that works. And forgive me for getting that wrong. Um, and he just had to, he said that he had to ex constantly explain it to his six year sixth graders what that was and why he loved another man and and things like that. Now, for me as a teacher, the last thing I ever did was talk my private life with my fifth grade class. Like I didn't right. want, listen. It was weird when I bumped into them at Walmart. I'm like, oh man, there's Billy. Like what the heck? Well, like, that's the thing too. To... You're right. You're totally right about that. There's a thing where I was like at a certain age where I'm like, did the kid, did the teacher just live at the school? You know what I mean? Right, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly. thinking about, wait a minute. Is the other, is my teacher going to, is, is she dating another woman? Like I'm not even thinking that as a child that age. No, and it like I said, it was it's it's weird. Like I bump into them, and like oh, they're like, hey, there's Coach Jay, because I was the basketball coach as well, so they called me Coach Jay, and I was like, hi, uh, hello. <laughs> it just was awkward. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to see you out. I don't want you to see when I'm buying at Walmart. I don't want you to know what food I like. I don't. I don't like. I'm there to do a job. We're teaching math. Yeah, we have a few laughs, and when I'm. You know, every now and then I'm grateful for movie day in the classroom where I could kind of like catch up on grading papers. Um, but, you know, other than that, like uh, to see some of these teachers like come out and, and are like, uh, I was so happy. I decorated my classroom and, and pride flags so I could teach my second, you know, my second grader. And you're like second graders. Like what? Like what? No, they need to learn math, <laughs> like some science, maybe how to write in cursive. I don't know. But like they why it, it just seems like the lifestyles of certain now not not all not all teachers but you know like the ones that they that, that you kind of see online doing this stuff that they want justification for their lifestyle from a classroom of like seven or eight year olds and you're just like 
is that where you're getting like your justification of how you live, you know, from your classroom like that? What is that? Like you're there to do a job. You're there to teach the future leaders and whatever of America, not there to say, this is how I live my life. And you might be the same way. So it's, I don't know. It's just insane. It's just, it's just insane how radical people, how brazen people are. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. And the thing is too, like, you're the bad guy. If you call them out, you're the bad guy. If you even question it, that's why I've decided to, like I said, stop this, uh, permissive slide. I said, enough is enough. I don't care if I get called certain names. I'll take it because it's the same thing with the trans stuff. I don't know where you stand on that, but it's like, okay, these girls need to start taking a knee. Um, this is ridiculous. And we, and you know what? The Supreme court, uh, new judge doesn't even know how to define a woman. This is the levels yeah, where this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what your audience says. I'll I know you, you, you have saying, a, you, men you have a, need to compete in men's sports and women need to compete in women's sports. And if they want to change it up, then men will compete in women's sports and dominate like what we've been seeing. We called wow. this for some time now, like they will dominate. And these these women that have been training and competing and been trying to, you know, trying to get to a certain level in their athletic you know, ability will just lose out. You know, Ima imagine if like a, a someone that wanted to play, you know, someone that played in the NBA got older and then they're like, you know, I identify as a woman. So put me in the uh, WNBA so I could, you know, be the biggest star, you know, score 80 points. And well, that's the thing, you know, where does it stop? And well, my thing exactly. is okay with Disney, Disney's going to like, when, when are you going to get the first trans uh, princess on the, in the park? That's the next, uh, that's well, when I don't know if they're going <laughs> to, the, the thing that I've been hearing from my people over there is that they are looking for unique ways to remove prince and princess and I'm like, mm. how do you, if you go that route, like you really are going to self implode. Like you really are going to self implode. If you're like, we're not going to call them princesses anymore. We're going to just call them people or whatever they want to call them or whatever, however they're going to do that. This is not Prince charming. This is just a person that charms. Others. Well, that's the, you got that. And then you, yeah, the next thing you know, it's going to be bell, you know, transgender bell. Uh, you've got, that's you know, right. Yeah, you've got, uh, you know, you'll see it. But I wanted to kind of take this direction in the back, in the back to the direction of Star Wars, which is, yeah, Disney's imploding. Like, how do you pay four billion dollars for the, the the greatest intellectual property of all time and just like literally flush it down the toilet? Like, how do you not put Luke and Leia and Han Solo in the movie together? How do you put Luke Skywalker in the last in the first movie for two minutes at the end? J.J. Abrams, by the way, is to blame for all of this because not only did he drop the ball by not writing all three of these movies and having some semblance of continuity, like that last movie is a joke. That's the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. Like Palpatine, she's a Palpatine. What 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 a joke. He's he's alive. What do you what do you think about that last one? So, in the in Bob Iger's book, he talks about this as well. He said they bought the company. The board of directors were like, "Hey, look." We spent a lot of money getting Star Wars. I, we need to start seeing results in like two years. And so Bob Iger was like, all right, we need a movie quick. So JJ, can you give us a movie? And and he said the last few meetings he had with JJ Abrams, JJ was just furious and was like, hey, look, man, like this, these things take time. The original, uh, The Force Awakens, the first one from Disney was supposed to be, they, they needed it released in May. 
And JJ was like, I can't get it done in May. I don't know what you're doing, but I can't get it done. So they pushed it to December because it was, it was so rushed. So you're, you're like, again, like, just like what you said, you have an IP and you are rushing to get a star Wars film out to make money. That's, and that's the big thing. Star Wars was run by a visionary, a man who created it, a man who I, loved I it, a man who had passion. Yes. Now it's been run by a board of directors who just, I could care less what's in these films. I don't care. I just not, want to see not, results. Well, not only do they not care, but they have to fit certain woke agendas in there of too. Of course. To shoehorn mm. the men. And then you, so JJ's like, JJ kind of wrote an outline for the three and he's like, all right, here you go. Ryan Johnson literally did whatever he wanted. Well, no, he, he not only did that, but he he decided to literally take everything that was set up in the first movie and invert and, it. And trash it. Exactly. Yeah. And then JJ comes back and goes, oh, really, Ryan? Well, I'm just going to out undo everything you did. And that's basically it. And like, and you're right. We got a trilogy that was God. Like what? That just literally destroyed everything we love about Star Wars. Destroyed so much of the lore. Destroyed so much of the like. Like you said, the Holden maneuver. Well, why didn't they do that at the Death Star? Why didn't they put like a C-3PO unit in a, right. uh, you know, in a spaceship and just blow up the Death Star? Uh, why didn't they just uh, so all that stuff? And you're right, Finn and Rose Tico. You could remove every single scene from The Last Jedi of Finn and Rose Tico, and it will not change the progression of the story or the movie one bit. You could just remove every scene. They did absolutely nothing but fill time. They did nothing else. They had no important roles. They did nothing um, but just banter amongst each other. They get caught. They escape. They get caught. They escape. Um, but if you see what George Lucas did with the original trilogies, like, right, we'll take Return of the Jedi. Everybody had... An important role that's why people they love certain characters so c3po if he didn't wasn't looked at like a god with the ewoks they wouldn't they might not have had the ewok army right you know so it's like everybody had a role that was important that 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 progressed the story that made them heroes that defeated the enemy you know and and moved them luke had his little side story with his father han and chewbacca doing their own thing you got leia caught up in the middle even the droids which, you know, people fell in love with the droids, which are just basically robots that you can change if you look at the grand scheme of things. They, everybody just had a role. And it was important, you know? Yeah. And and so you look at these new films and it's like, this is what Disney has done. And you can, and people might disagree with me, but the writing's on the wall. They decided they wanted to move away from the George Lucas characters to build up their own characters. So you saw it in this this. The sequel trilogy, let's, uh, you know, get rid of Han, Luke, and Leia. They all died. But use them to build up our own characters, Ray, Finn, and Poe, whoever. You saw it in the book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett is a George Lucas character. That's That that was a disaster. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't even watch that one. I didn't even watch it at all because I just watched you guys, I watched you guys was, on YouTube and everybody was shitting on it. I'm like, I'm so bad. To even, yeah. But they used that show to propel the Mandalorian, which is a Disney character, because everyone, even that people that love Disney Star Wars are like, the best episode of Book of Both that was the one that he wasn't even in. Yeah. And that was when the Mandalorian. Episode. Yeah. And so it's like, and so I'm afraid they're going to do that with the Kenobi series and on and on and on. But well, that's the thing. They that's got, not my biggest issue. They had Tamora Morrison and they ruined him and his character there completely. He did nothing. He like yeah. walked around. I liked him in the clone movies and stuff. I liked him as Django Fett a lot. And as the clones. So it was nice to see them able to use these characters, but they've totally, totally, totally screwed everything up. Another thing, let me ask you this. Now, a lot of people say, 
and I've heard this rumor, I don't know if it's true, that the reason you don't see a lot of the old characters, both in the newer movies and in the park, is because they didn't want to pay some kind of licensing fee to George Lucas, that they didn't buy it outright. And so they just needed to either kill these characters off. And then the other thing is like, oh, well, we, Disney's trying to build for a future audience. Have you heard there those? There has have, been. I, they, so conspiracy theory is if they use the original George Lucas characters, George Lucas gets a cut. Right. There is no. Uh, we have dug and dug and dug and dug. And that and that's still it could be true. Can't find anything on that. They still use Chewbacca and the oh, droids yeah. uh, all the time. So Chewbacca is still a big part of the sequels moving forward. He's he's in the Galactic Star Cruiser. He's at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, so on and so on. And the reason why that was such a conspiracy was because of C-3PO having a red arm in the uh, Force Awakens. Because he had a red arm, because J.J. decided to put a red arm on C-3PO, that altered, I guess, some of the deal to where that that's kind of a um, J.J. Abrams character now. Right. So they And again, going down the rabbit hole... And you hear people discuss this over and over, and you're like, "Is that true? I don't know." I mean, we dug every which way to find. I it. don't believe and, it. It's just like so, it's like I'm trying to explain the absence of these, you know, like characters you paid billions. The absence of dollars for. is Disney is trying to build up their own personal characters, and they're right. using Lucas's characters to propel them and make them relevant. Like uh, we saw Luke Skywalker totally destroyed in The Last Jedi, you know, living as a hermit, not caring about his friends, complete opposite of his character take while propelling Rey, uh, the new character. So they wanted to move away from Lucas's creation and, and, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, there, there might not even be a whisper of George Lucas's characters. So... It'll well, that's just, I, I think they made a mistake there. with that. I think I think oh, Galaxy's huge. Edge instead of Tatooine was a big mistake. Not making that Tatooine, not making that like Mos Eisley or something like. So, do, so you know what happened with that? Uh, they they were so they were going to they the the original designer of Galaxy's Edge came out on a podcast and we have the recording. I, I have it somewhere uh, on my computer, but he came out and he was like, well, Galaxy's Edge was supposed to incorporate all three trilogies. So the sequel trilogy here, the original trilogy here, and then, uh, you know, prequels. And it was supposed to have an element of all three. So it's got the Cantina band, Mos Eisley. This could have been Tatooine. This could have been, you know, walked over to Jakku, or this could have been this, this could have been that. That way everyone felt included. He said in that interview, he goes, we had it all mapped out. It was ready to go. He said in that interview, Captain Kennedy came in and said, no, we're going to be building for the future of Star Wars. We're not going to go back and, uh, you know, we're not going to go back and build for 40 or 50 year olds. We're going to build for the next generation of Star Wars. So we're going to change it and build into something new that we're going to incorporate in our films and books such as the Galactic Star Cruiser. The Galactic Star Cruiser now has changed Star Wars forever because now they've made it canon that they've changed all the stories between Han, Luke, and Leia, and Anakin, and Padme, that they've all spent time on that ship. Apparently <laughs> now the Galactic Star Cruisers where um, Kylo Ren was conceived and because uh, Han Okay, hold on, hold on. A, a, a lot of people listening to this have heard me bitch about but they really, I want to get, let's talk, let's back up a little bit and explain the Galactic Star Cruiser for people 
who don't know mm. what the hell we're talking about. Because I'm full, I might as well have been there 10 times as many videos as I've watched on the thing. Um, and, and, and a lot of it's your take too, like your hilarious takes on other people's takes, like ordinary yeah. adventures. <laughs> that live stream was something else. Uh, so, yeah, give people just a quick overview of what the Galactic Star Cruiser sure. is. Galactic Star Cruiser was a LARPing hotel experience. It's a two-night uh, two experience where um, they try to make an immersive Star Wars experience that, you're, that you've stepped into Star Wars for two days. It's, if you don't know what LARPing is, it's where you play pretend. You get missions on the ship. They don't want you to see the real outside world. It's a bunker and, and there's no windows. The windows are yeah, screens that so, show like right. TVs that are like in space. You're in, in space. space, right? And and they have things like Star Wars line dancing and bingo <laughs> and other missions too where they give you a, a cell phone to use and they, and you get text messages saying you've got to do this and you got a mission and you could choose to be on the good guys or the bad guys and and you know sabotage the ship and then you go to a dinner theater and watch people from across the galaxy sing weird songs and eat star wars food and i mean it, it's a complete joke and on top of it six thousand well, dollars that's you know, the big joke of it all well that's like, really is it that, that looks like a two thousand dollar max experience it, yeah i mean so here's the crazy thing all that that you saw was supposed to be in Galaxy's Edge as part of the theme park ticket. I know the droids. And the, well, I everything. remember. I remember the when I first went to Galaxy's everything. Edge. Everything. Rain and Kylo Ren were like dueling every once in a while, but you had no droids. Yeah. You had no stormtroopers. We had a couple uh, the newer stormtroopers every once in a while. But yeah, you're right. Everything was supposed to be like an immersive experience within Galaxy's Edge. You weren't. So what you're saying is the Star Cruiser is the paywall. To six thousand, and when I say six thousand, it's a minimum of two people, um, and in a small room too. Um, it's tiny. They don't want you in your room. That's the issue. They want you out doing stuff. And people, people that have gone, you know, they they said they've loved it. Some people said, I mean, I, my thing is, no one's going to spend six grand and come out and go, "Wow, what a waste of money!" Because they don't want to be laughed at. Um, they don't want to be laughed at, and right. so they're so you're not going to hear too much about. It. There are some pretty. You know, it's not like I was digging for negative reviews because but basically all you got to do is sit back and watch and see like this just looks cheap and cheesy and it's like dinner theater. Well, but, you know, yeah, like no, no offense to anybody listening, but uh, to me, I was like, this is gay. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm but the thing was too, like the biggest thing for me was the run up to it where Disney was like completely dropping the ball every time they released uh, something in the press about the video with like the guy walking through it and seeing the Gaia singing for the first time and they took yeah. it down all that stuff was insane and so yeah i was getting on there and i was like watching everybody's opinions the funny thing was, and, and my, you had like the best opinion by the way you had the, you had like the, the sharpest take my friend uh who works there god bless him um he he spilled it all to me he goes this is this is something i'm not telling you and so I made a video. I was like, this is what's gonna happen. Like, so they they dropped that first commercial. Everybody, even Disney Star Wars fans that love Disney Star Wars, watched that commercial for the Star Cruiser and went, ooh, that looks stupid. Like they did a terrible job marketing. My friend called and he was like, Look, they're not telling you this. Ray and Kylo's gonna be there. There's gonna be a fight, people are gonna be arrested, they can do this, blah, 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 blah. I put out a video saying, I got all the spoilers. I'm just letting you know this is what's gonna happen. And literally in my comment section, people are like, you did a better job selling me 
uh, the chance to, uh, that I'm going now because of your video. I was like, oh, that's not what my intention was, but they're like, because of your video. And then they've come back and emailed me. They're like, thank you for like releasing the spoilers because I went and I actually had a decent time. And I was like, that's fine. Listen, I can have a good time at Walmart. That's the truth. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't think people will not have a good time doing something. My biggest issue is, is the cost. The co- well, not even, well, that's oh, the other thing. It, no, but not, you can't just Disney in general. Now you can't afford to go. Like another thing with Disney, you have to make an a, a, a appointment. You can't just show up to Disney and buy a ticket anymore and go in. It's terrible. I try running for someone like me that has to run a theme park channel that really is disgusted at what Disney's doing. And I haven't been to the park. Do they Disney still have, in a while. do they still, I heard they stopped selling. Is this true? The annual passes to residents. They have. Yeah. You can't. So right now I cannot go online with any amount of money and buy an annual pass. I think you can get the low tier because that's like selective days. It's not like uh annual pass. So it's like a year pass that has a lot of blackout dates. Now I was grandfathered in the system so I can still get the top, you know, the uh, unlimited oh, pass. So you, you can still rebuy in. It's like having courtside seat at the Lakers game. You can- yeah, yeah. You, I can still buy in, and because that's part of my job, you know, we, you know, we, they, re, the job renewed it. Um. So, but it's it's just been hard to go there. And but the thing, is, yeah. So the reason why they don't want an annual pass is because people like me that are locals. I can you're not, you're not I pay the, the money. annual pass. Yeah. I could drive there. I don't pay for parking. Parking's like 30 bucks. So I don't have to pay for parking. I could just go there for two hours, get my job done. You know what I'm supposed to report yeah. on, take pictures, do the video, whatever. I don't have to buy anything in the park. I don't have to buy any food. I can bring my own bottle of water. So they're not making the only thing they're making on me is the initial ticket cost that I paid for the annual pass. Yeah, you're taking up space in that line. I'm taking up space for people that are buying tickets. Um, spending money, things like that. And they don't, so they don't really want annual pass people anymore because I've noticed that they, they, they have, yeah. I, I don't know if this is still going on, but they're depending on the occupancy, they the price is depending on dependent daily on supply and demand. It seems too. Is this true? It's very true. Yeah. So there's not it's a, there's not true. a standard price for a ticket anymore. It's depending on what day no, it is. Like if you go on the weekend, it's more expensive. If you go like during the holidays, it's more expensive. And what they do now is people that have annual pass, like Florida resident annual pass is what I have. Uh, they've, they've blocked out like, so I, I'm just throwing, this is not the actual numbers, but I'm just kind of breaking it down. So let's just say they only want a thousand people to go into the park on a certain day. And it's going to be a busy time. So they'll just limit annual pass to 15 people and the rest, Mm -hmm. they want them to buy tickets. Now, if it's on a slower day where there's not, where they, you know, like a slower season, then they'll bump that up to like, uh, you know, 500 annual pass can go this day. And then the rest will sell tickets. So they, they fluctuate that. So there's some days I can't even get in because, you know, I didn't fill out the reservation quick enough um, because they would rather have people and, and, Listen, and it worked for them. It's working for them today. I don't know if it's going to work for them tomorrow because their annual report for the fourth quarter over Christmas, they actually made an extra $2 billion more than expected. Wow. Well, I I think the next quarter is going to be different. I think it'll take three years. It's usually like a three-year bubble because people have been like, we live in Florida. We were kind of like set loose after the lockdowns like pretty quickly while the rest of the world 
wasn't. And so people have been waiting. That's you know, true. That, that, that's a, a long very time. good point, actually. I forgot and about so when that. I, some of my, uh, uh, like I said, people that work down there, like travel agents and stuff, and they're like, people have been locked in. And that, like, so a lot of people lost their job. Now they got their job back. They're building up money and they're like, we're going to come to Florida, you know, in the next year or two, and we're going to go to Disney. So a lot of that stuff is being pre-booked already, you know, eight months in advance. Um, I see a lot of, of people tapping out though. A lot of people, and I guess Disney can afford True. to lose the poor is because I see a lot of people that are like on YouTube because all I do is YouTube hate on or Disney hate on YouTube all day, apparently. <laughs> but, <laughs> and that's why you're always like, you're not that you hate, but you're like the most honest um so is disney happy with you by the way or do they like are they like no don't say this are you cool disney no i don't think so (laughs) i don't think so so theme here's the funny thing the uh theme park youtubers like that's they're their own little special breed of people that go to disney every day and record videos and they make good money um there's a certain group of them that disney really likes like ordinary adventures yeah, they 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 don't really like me at all. <laughs> I, I I kind of like I like I don't know why I kind of hate watch them. I don't hate them, but but they're I, I kind of find them annoying. Where I Peter kind of like, Serretta there has taken some jabs at me personally, and he really hates Gina Carano, and and he has been really bold about that. And since you know, oh, me I and love Gina her. Are very very close. It's like you know it. It, that's how that it works but hey man god bless him he's doing his thing and oh no i find him i find he, him is that is that his wife i don't know but i find them very entertaining it's like haven't you got enough disney like jesus christ almighty i mean how do you all nah, that's how, but that's how they make their money so disney puts these people in like special groups uh you know where they get information they get special press passes to to do stuff for free and i will give the galactic star cruiser credit that exposed a lot of this stuff to people. And I had, when I did these live streams, it was very interesting. So the, there was a media, you know, you couldn't post any pictures from inside the Galactic Star Cruiser to a certain day. So they let all these theme park uh, YouTubers that they and vloggers that Disney really likes, they let them go for free. So they had time to get their videos ready and everything. And so then it was that Friday at 9 a.m. Boom. Everybody's dropping their videos. I went live to watch all the reactions. You know, I went live to close to almost 2000 people um, because everybody wanted to see what this fuss was all about. And I went for almost four hours the first time and then almost six hours. Like I was like, I'm going to take a break. We'll be back. (laughs) We'll watch. And but people were interested. And what the big consensus was these people were there. They're going, you're going to have the best time. Stop. And and it's like they all had the same talking points. Don't worry about the money. We know it's expensive, but you're going to have the best time. So now people that have been watching these theme park YouTubers for years are like, you just lied to me. You got this for free. And you're telling me someone that's, you know, that's on a fixed income or someone that loves Disney that you're telling me that I should go ahead and just pay, you know, crank out the six grand for two nights. Um, when you got it for free, like, no, I don't believe that it it got so bad for a lot of these theme park vloggers. A few of them actually reached out to me. They asked me not to use their video nicely yeah, and not because they didn't (laughs) like me It's because they didn't want, and I never attacked the people. I'd never attack. No, no, I know. Listen, people's business. Like if that's how you make your money, make your money. Like I'm all for people make your money, man. Look, Disney wants to pay you 10 grand a month. To make happy videos, hey, all power to you. Make your money. 
Um, wow, Disney, pay, you, Disney pays people that much money to make some of these videos. They pay some of these YouTubers really well. Uh, yeah, really well. Like the one guy, I think it's like Walt Disney World News or whatever, and he's got like a desk. But he had like, I saw his video. He had like the King Suite or whatever. He liked the Baller Suite for the Star Cruiser. He actually, he's actually on the naughty list. So oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, the one I can't talk about. Well, no, he's uh, the WDW news people. They're not like too much around. Oh, the they're Disney not. Oh, no. they were like, they can't. They 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 don't like Bob Chapek at all. And they've gotten into like some heavy heated. Um, you know, well, I think Chapek's heavy heated just, fights back and forth. So. Really? I thought they were like BFFs. No, not Disney them, in that channel. There, there's others that you could like. You can tell, and and I'm friends with some of them. And I've had private conversations on how that all worked and how, you know, they built their channel and then all of a sudden they got reached out and, um, and things just happened. And I'm like, okay, all right. Hey, good for you, man. Like you did your thing. So, so good for you. Like make your money, take care of your family, do what yeah. you gotta do. But, and there's one guy that I really like, and he's completely honest. He's like, hey, everyone, I'm at this resort. And I before I begin this video, I want you to know Disney gave it to me complimentary. So if that sways your decision, like he's so honest up front. And I and see that I appreciate. Who, who are we talking about? Uh his name is Dev. The he goes by Prince Charming Dev. He's a okay. theme park vlogger. And you know, I'll check him out. Um, yeah, he's just very honest. When he gets a free, when he gets a free one, and he also like on his channel too. And we and we try to do that on our theme park channel, give people alternatives. They're like, if you can't afford it, like go here. Can't afford it, go here. If like can't afford Disney, go here. It's just you know, this is what you can do. So, but I appreciate some of them, but others are just like, no, nah, they don't. They hide it. They're just like, and so they got called out. And I remember like seeing i've been following some of them on twitter and they're just like trying to defend their free actions and apologizing to their fans like some people made videos like apologizing and just saying like yeah sorry we should have said we got it for free like we weren't trying to mislead it i mean it was crazy for like two weeks with these people and i never saw anything like it like like people being like they're like i followed you for four years and now you've misled me and blah 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 and oh I dude like, I, I love the wow. disney youtube drama i love it i'm not oh, it's I big bro it it's is. big to the to the point where they know and i'm not saying i'm anybody special but again our theme park channel is completely different from all these other ones where it's like hey man every, look at this ice cream yeah it's 50 bucks but man it's so good come to disney you know like we yeah. we go there and like we're like man don't buy this this is crap like why would you spend your money on this like yeah. wait and take the kids to mcdonald's and get a chocolate milkshake you'll spend less money and you'll have more to like you know what i mean so it's like we've got this reputation <laughs> where i've been trying to get some theme park vloggers on my personal podcast and they just refused and it's not because they don't like me it's because they're afraid to lose their access. Well, let me tell you, here's, here's a good analogy. It's like this. When you're a truther, when you can tell the truth without worrying about pissing somebody off or a sponsor, it's like you, we're all making cheese, right? They're making cheese, but they have to put shit in it. Yes. We don't. We, we don't. Now, our cheese might have not, not have the get the mass uh, to, to push it, you know, the, the corporate machine to push our yeah. shit laden cheese. But our cheese is that much so much better because it's honest and it's truthful and it's coming from the heart. And, but, and that's that's why I believe it's important to tell the truth. But let me just I'll, I'll end I'll end this 
I guess maybe the segment on this is, and people are like, Jay, you should never go back to Disney. And I was like, I feel it. I feel your passion and I feel your pain. And I'm with, I'm with a lot of people on that. It is part of my job. I I haven't been to Disney in almost two weeks. Is it your full-time job? Just, uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Is your other job kind of related to Disney at all or no? Not at I all. still teach. I still teach online. Okay. So like this, like working for geeks and gamers and I still, but I only do it part-time now. I just oh. teach online. So sounds like everything's to, working out for you towards. Uh, it's working fantastic. And the podcast beautiful. is doing unbelievable. And I have a, you know, I'm working with nine line apparel, but geese and gamers have been the, the best. So, but there are so many people in the theme park that work there that pull me off to the side. I, I almost every time I'm there saying, please keep saying what you're saying. People are listening. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep speaking out for us that have no voice. Keep doing it, please. We love our job at Disney. We love Disney. Not every employee thinks this way. Actually, most of us don't think this way. We hate to see what they're doing. We love, I mean, it is nonstop. I had, um, I had, uh, one guy, um, he was almost in tears, came up. So I cannot talk to you. I know who you are. And he just said, I, he goes, I just hate what they're doing. He goes, I hate what they're doing, but I love my job and I love my people. And I love, you know, people that are here. Yeah, and what people we're doing. do and I'm like, like I totally get yeah. that. I'm like, I totally get that. And, and I would never sell these people out. Like, I'm not like some of these other people. Like, I would never sell them out and be like, oh, this cast member said that. Like, that's not what I'm about. Um, we're just about, like, telling everyone, informing everyone what's going on and let them make their own decision. I don't think people are stupid. I think people are smart enough to make their own decisions. So if I go, here's a hotel. It costs this much. And this is what's inside of it. Dude, dude, if I've you never like what you see and you can afford it, then go for it. If you don't like it, then I'm going to make sure I find another place, you know, that works in your budget. But it's just like I, so many times some of these influencers, they literally look at their audience and go, you're not smart. Basically, they're saying you're not smart enough to make a decision. Just do this. And, yeah. you know, and and that's that's how it is. So it's that that's what we do. And believe me, there are more people at Disney that hate what's going on than um then then love it uh, well that's so. i mean eve is 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 infiltrated and and it is it's a, i know so many trans and gay people that work at disney uh that i'm friends with and yeah, and, and and here's the sad part a lot of them don't want, like me they don't want to they don't want that agenda they don't want to hear about it it's like okay i'm gay i'm i'm trans okay cool let's shut the fuck up about it for a minute like, yeah, yeah stay yeah. out of politics so like, let's yeah so so did, weren't you the one that broke the bus too? That broke the uh, the scoop yeah. on the on the the Star Cruiser bus. Yeah. And then didn't what was it? Uh, who mocked them? I forget. Somebody tweeted back, and there was like a Universal. Universal. Studios. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Universal because of you, Universal got in the in the fray there. I also like a friend of mine took a picture of the uh, box truck bus and sent it to me, and that picture. I should have, I mean, it is what it is. I should have watermarked it, but, <laughs> or I should have had my friend watermark it with his it, stuff. Well, that's okay. You, we, I know you got the credit. That's all that matters. So, and it went, that thing was like on Fox It was News. super viral. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. And I you, was just you're like, the one. but the problem is like, you know, you post it on Twitter, people can just grab the photo and not give anybody credit. Know, but just any, say, this but, is but what it looks thing, like. Though, so. Anybody that does real research can trace it yeah, back yeah, to the yeah. source, even without a watermark. Um, because yeah, I did, true. you know, and it, and I thought that was like, for, for people that don't know what we're talking about, 
uh, on the Galactic Star Cruiser, I guess on your second day, you have to take a bus to the park to an entrance where it lets you in Galaxy's Edge and you get to ride the rides that are in the Star Wars land and you get to use your data pad and do your missions. But the bus on the outside, you never see what the outside looks like, apparently, when you're in the in in, a, in the LARP. Uh, but for people that can see the outside, it's just like a looks like a molester van or something. It looks like a, 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 it's a, a, a cargo it's a truck, truck. A box yeah, truck. That's all it is. Yeah. But on the inside, it's like Star Wars and Spacey and all these, you know. I guess. It's, I, you it's know, like well, it can only transport like 15 people at a time. So, yeah, I, it, it didn't look too appealing. Um, I, and I think Universal, like, they tweeted out a picture of a box truck saying, hey, let's all go to Universal. I'm like, wow. Yeah. They just they just don't care over there, which is great. I love it. See, you got to have a sense of humor. That's the problem, bro. There's no nobody laughs anymore. You know, well, they're like, not making some funny of the jokes. Comments, that's the thing, though. Some of the comments under that yeah. universal box truck were like, that's insensitive. Why would you say I'm like, are you freaking serious? It's a joke. Get you over yourself. Don't let that stuff trigger you. Like, what the heck? Right now I'm dealing with as far as the theme park stuff goes right now. Uh, for for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Uh, let's go. Brandon Chant Chance are breaking out at the Disney parks in the lines for whatever reason. We're just standing in line if the if it's a long line. Wow. All of a sudden, for like a good two minutes, you'll hear "Let's go, Brandon!" Clap, 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 clap. And then and then it stops, and everybody kind of claps, and it's over. And so some of these people are so massively triggered on social media. One person just wrote and she deleted a tweet because I called her out. She's like, I saw people doing that and I just wanted to ram them with my stroller accidentally, uh, though, accidentally. Uh, and you're just like, really now? You're the same people that are like, oh, these people promote violence. Yet you're the one promoting violence that you want to hit someone with your stroller. So I'm like, why would you want to hit someone with your stroller? Oh, it's the, like, you don't understand blocked. Like, it's like, okay. I uh, was just being simple and asking you a question, but it, it's, uh, it, it's just crazy to me. So right now there's like a whole thing on social media where people are like, yeah, I, I almost felt like punching some guy in the face. Cause he had a let's go Brandon shirt on at Epcot. And I'm like, what? You really put that on social media that you wanted to punch someone in the face because they had a shirt on? Are you freaking serious? Are you guys that triggered? That's the tolerant left. The tolerant left. They're so crazy. They're so like, tolerant. Like I, I'm like I'm like almost tempted to like wear stuff to see if people listen. I'm 6'4, 260. Are you? Well, you know? I'm six five. Nice. Okay, so you're you're taller than me, but it's like no one's gonna do no one's gonna do anything to me at Disney. Uh, yeah, no, well, you're no you're one, bigger than me though. I'm only like I'm only like 185. So you're like I'm just saying you're giant. Like, no, one, no one's gonna do anything to me at Disney. Even if I was like smaller, no one's gonna like this is all keyboard warrior. Look at me, I'm a tough guy. You should do it. You should uh, make your channel. You should start trolling a little bit. <laughs> that's the, that's exactly what I, I'm like. I, I kept reading these things, and I'm like, I should. I should just get all my friends together and like go. And we'll all wear funny, stupid shirts and like see what happens. As long you know? as you're having and fun and being truthful, even if it's a uh, truth that causes people to lose their minds, you know, you should be truthful. That's where we're at. It's like, but you know what? Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mean to cut you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. The it, it, it like you said, like I, for me personally, I hate politics. I've always never been. I've well, never, yeah, at Disney I've World, never been yeah. into it until, until like, cause like I said, I've traveled around the world. I've seen what 
horrible governments and stuff due to people and, and things like that. And I've always loved coming back to America and knowing, you know, I, it, the simple things of going to a McDonald's drive through and getting people are probably going to think I'm like really, you know, fat, but I'm not. But I <laughs> you go to a simple drive because I keep bringing up McDonald's, but going to a simple drive through and getting, you know, whatever I want and no one can tell me different and paying for it and going home and eating in my house. Some countries don't have that luxury. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like they don't have that. And it's like that. It's a beautiful thing to know that I can go into a grocery store and pile up on whatever crap I want and go and bring it home. And I've worked in places where they, that's, that's a, that's a pipe dream for them. You know what I mean? That's a pie. We've been in Africa. We were like just building in clean water. Basically they're catching rain off the top of the roof and that's their clean water system. You know what yeah, I mean? Third world, the like, first world. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it bothers me when people complain about America. So it's never what I never really got into politics until, until my grandmother passed away um, in the middle of the pandemic and she passed away in the state of Virginia. And I was unable to go because of their mandates and policies. This yeah. is a woman that I've loved and known my entire life from the, from uh, as long as I've existed, I've always spent Thanksgiving and Christmas like at her home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Until, until uh, I was locked in my home and then I was told, and she just got sick. She didn't die of COVID or anything, but she got uh, kidney failure and uh, she was in her 90s. She lived a long life, you know, like she lived a long, good life, volunteered for this country during the war, stuff like that. Uh, amazing person. Um, and when when you're told you, you can't go mourn the death of your loved one because, uh, you know, because of what's going on, you can't go. To, you, I'm like, the funeral's outside. Yeah, you can't go. You can't go. That's but they politics. can but they can riot, though. Exactly. That's when politics was like, okay, I need, I need to really open my eyes and see what's going on because this should never, it, that was rough. My brother lives here in Florida as well. And it, that was rough. And I was like, that should never happen to any family. Any Could, grieving family more. should never, ever happen ever. And it's just like, uh, it, that, that's when my eyes opened up and I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm like, I'm not going to be silent anymore because look where it got me. You know, just yeah, sitting back totally. going, it'll play itself out. It'll play itself out. Yeah. Hey, I was one of those people. It'll play. Itself. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I can't, you know, because it's finally hit my not... doorstep. Yeah. it's You got to do something about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. You can't play and... center forever sometimes. And as much as I've wanted to, but the audience appreciated because I don't know if you pick this up with being honest, but again, I feel like honesty is in short supply these days. So just anybody that's dripping it out. It, that even that is like, oh, give me some of that. Even if it, even if it's not even about something they care about, like Star Wars, like, oh wow, this guy's dropping some truth. Like they just resonate with the truth. It's like, wow, nobody's telling the truth anymore, either because they've been brainwashed into not believing the truth, or they're silenced, which is most people, they're silenced because they don't want to lose their job, they don't want to offend their partner or their family member or their coworker. Or, 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 or gets yeah, gets smeared on social media because yeah. some uh some other person takes it wrong or or they're just having a bad day, or it's a bot, God forbid. It's like you're getting in a conversation and fighting with another a, a bot on yeah. Twitter. And, and uh, you know, so like I don't know. It's well, just I, go ahead. 
No, I, I agree with you. And see, that was the other thing that happened too, was what I saw happen to Gina Carano, probably one of the oh, most sweetest. Perfect segue. That was like where I was uh, going. Person I have ever known in my life who has gone out of her way to help people, no matter <laughs> no matter who they were, no matter what gender they're, no matter where they where they are in the social scale, no matter what race, no matter what sexual it, she, it none of that stuff mattered to her. Um, to see her go out of her way to be there for people and help them in any way that, that she can and do stuff like that, to see this woman drag through this cancel culture mm. uh mob on social media, even to this day. Yeah, she's a victim. You know, she's of the going to some comic, she's doing going to Comic Con. She's coming to one here in Orlando. It's her first time going to Comic Cons, and she started with Florida and Texas. And I'm like, You'll be fine places. there because yeah. we're, you know, more conservative and and most people love you here. But she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not afraid. If they want to send me to places like Chicago and places that I think might hate me more, I'm going to go. And so she is. And like they're coming after her again. They're like, well, oh, let me let me fill people in uh, again who yeah, are not. Go right ahead. So um, I'll let you fill in the gaps. But basically, Gina Carano, for me, two things really resonate in terms of her being canceled or or, or two moments that really no, so, by the way, people who don't know what we're talking about, she was on The Mandalorian. What was her character's name? Cara Dune. Cara Dune. She, and she was great to character. I love that character. Um, but they got rid of her. And we'll get to that. But the, one of the things she did one time, it was hilarious. They were like, change your pronouns. What are your pronouns? Put your pronouns on Twitter. And she wouldn't put her pronouns up, I guess. But she finally did. And it was bop, beep, boop. Yeah, beep, bop, boop. Yeah, That's beep, right. bop, boop. That's what it was. And so I guess she ends up getting canceled not too much, not too long after that for talking, I guess, in Kathleen Kennedy's eyes, comparing what's going on today to Nazi Germany. Right. In a nutshell, that's what happened. She did. She put a post out on and everyone gets this wrong, of course. Uh, she put a post out on her Instagram story, which lasts like, I think, 20 hours. Yeah, day. And it was a it was a it wasn't a meme, but it was just like a, an old headline statement of uh yeah like you know if we lose our freedom you know it can, right, compa it can turn comparing into... us to the jews basically right 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 um so and and of course one of her haters because people hate watcher they saw yes it, they do they screenshotted it and started throwing it out there saying look look what she's doing look what she's doing and and of course you know it, it that's how it starts and then they people flip it and the fire Gina Carano hashtag, you know, is, is often running again. And uh, Disney finally was like, all right, we're done with her. And, and that's a sad thing because again, like you, I was done with Disney. Well, I, I you know, here's the thing though. I think, sorry to interrupt. I think oh, no, before that, I think before that, based on all the stuff I was watching with you guys on YouTube, it was like Kathleen Kennedy was just waiting Right. That was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Like it, yeah. But yeah, it was like Kathleen Kennedy was just like waiting to get rid of her. And she's like, oh, get rid of this bitch now. Look at this. This is talking about the Jews and Nazis and stuff. This is this is too much, you know, because I don't know how far you are with your audience and stuff. But, you know, that's for, that's where Hollywood you offend certain people in Hollywood and it's game over. Um, now, yeah. by the way, how close are you with Gina? Because it seems like you're friends with her online, but I can't quite. I haven't gone deep enough in your content to um, kind of figure out, do you have like a friendly relationship with her? Or? We are like the best of friends. So like she, we talk almost every other day. Um, when She's coming to Orlando to the MegaCon in May and I'm her plus one. So I'm going to be at her table assisting her. How did you become friends with her? 
so she's on the Mandalorian season one and I did a review and she watched it and she went on Twitter and she goes, thanks for your review. And so I was like, okay. And what I wanted, I was pretty much out with star Wars. Mandalorian was kind of new. So I was like, I'll review a couple episodes and then we'll see what happens. What I appreciated about The Mandalorian was Carl Weathers, uh, Gina Carano, yeah. and uh, one of, not Pedro Pascal, but some, one of the other actors, they, they really did a great job going on social media and talking to the fan, even fans that were like kind of trolling. They were like, we'll do better next time. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate the feedback. We're going to try. And coming from the Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, where it's like, if you don't like our movies, you're a misogynist or you're probably right. this phobe or that phobe. That was beautiful to see. And I was like, okay. All of a sudden she started following me on Twitter and I'm like, okay. And then she started asking questions. She's like, she's like, I I see what you're saying that some people aren't back on star Wars because of this. Like, can you help me understand? The thing is she didn't really know. I, she might've known I'm speaking for her and I probably shouldn't, but she was like, she, I don't think she really knew how big star Wars was. You know, like once you're in, you're in, you know, it's like, this is like, I was trying to explain to her. I was like, listen, you do, you do a five minute. If you do five minutes in any Star Wars production, you can go to comic cons the rest of your life (laughs) and everyone will know who you are in Star Wars. Like that's how big it is. And so, you know, she decided after uh, season two started and I'm like, all right, I'm back in. Gina's my friend. We talk all the time. Um, I, I, this is what I wanted to see from Star Wars. All right, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm watching. You know, and the Mandalorian season two, she sends me a message. She goes, Hey, um, I'm really trying to like build some gaps between the fandom. She's like, I'd love to come on your channel. So there's, you know, there's a bunch of interviews with me and Gina where it's nice. kind of like where I really first on the Drunk 3PO channel. And, you know, I was like, Whoa, like celebrities don't come on youtube channels. no just, that was the thing i was like trying to figure out like yeah because i got i got into your channel at the beginning of the year i think pretty hardcore with all the talk about like when the, when the star cruiser stuff really started hitting hard all the stuff that they were like the ads they were pulling away because they were shitty and stuff i'm like oh man everybody's like going crazy over this stuff everybody's talking so much shit i'm like i gotta so i started like really watching you i've been watching you and like like i don't know about do you do you follow like mike zero you know <laughs> I know who he is. A lot of people are like, his shit never comes true. But Doomcocks, I was like ruining people's lives with Doom with Doomcocks um, predictions over like Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, dude, I have the whole plot. I'm like, don't even waste your time. I'm like, I'll tell you the whole movie right now. That was pissing so many people because yeah. he he was right. And so like, you're one of these guys too that are like, you got the scoop and you've got the opinion and you got the wrong thing for the most of the people in the media. But for me, that's the right thing. So I'm so entertained by you guys. And so I was, yeah, I wanted to know. Well, that was the thing. It's the backstory like people, with the- people inside Lucasfilm and other, they keep reaching out to us saying, keep speaking because people are listening. Uh, you know, it's like, keep speaking out. People, people are recognizing like what's going on, but you know, she, so she came on. I was, I was blown away. I was so funny. I was actually, I was at the gym. She, she texted me and she's like, Hey Jay. And I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, Hey Gina, what's up? And she's like, you want to zoom? And I'm like, 
Zoom, she put this on Twitter so I could talk about it. I was like, yeah. Zoom, I, I was like, am I in trouble? Like I wrote back, am I in trouble? And she's like, no, let's do a interview. I was like, okay. So we Skyped and I recorded it and we talked for hours and I, and I only put out about an hour and 10 minutes of that um, interview. Cause the rest of it was just kind of like, not so called personal, but it was just kind of like, just, we were just chit chat. Like, you know, right. Shoot what, the breeze. What, what, stuff, what like, Star Wars gossip. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were just kind of talking. And then um, after she came on my channel, there was a, she got a little pushback and i called her i said look i'll delete it like i could take it down it's 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 fine she goes no 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 no, no. we need that free speed and, and then you could tell you could see it's like they shouldn't be mad at like we should be reaching out across to people that don't like each other and talking things out well here's the thing like, though jay the problem is this i have no problem with their lifestyles but i'm not, not for it myself or whatever they want to do just leave it with the kids alone. The problem is when I don't approve of it, it condemns their lifestyle. That's that's yeah. the problem. Like you can't you can go ahead and make fun of me all you want. Call me any name in the book all day long. You condemn my lifestyle. I'm not going to feel bad about it. But you not you, but these people yeah, want yeah, me to mean. justify their way of life by saying, yes, I agree. And you should teach children because it's right and true. And that's the end of the story for me, because there's no dealing with people who are unreasonable. It's like, OK. Just, well, that's the issue. If you don't yeah. agree with them, then you're against them and they want to cancel you. Well, that's the fascist, though. Like the, these yeah. people are anti, these are anti-fascist. No, like I learned, I learned two years ago that the Antifa meant that they were fascist. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're shutting the speech down and you're being violent and you're doing all these things and you're calling me a fascist when I'm saying you can live your life however you want. Just keep it out of my face and away from children, basically. Like I'm, you know, but maybe that was too permissive. Maybe we should have fought back, but. You know, I'm a big believer in, in a lot of biblical things. And one of the things the Bible says is to not overthrow your government. Because another thing that happens, forget about the Bible, when you overthrow your government, it's usually worse people are taking over. Yeah. Because it, you got to be nasty to take out the nasty. Yeah. So, so, so lust for power and all that stuff, too. And it's just, yeah, it's all. Uh, so it's just been it's, so interesting watching your journey. Uh, just the past few months on YouTube, just me. I don't mean you've got, I mean, how long have you been on YouTube now? Uh, four years now right so there's a lot of videos there and, and, and a lot of this stuff is like as a hobby you know like i said yeah. like i never expected to be where i'm at but exactly what you're talking about people that just speak the truth it's just very attractive it's you know a, it's, it's in high like, demand you know, and it's short supply because yeah. it, 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 there's a there's a giant social cost because you could be like I, I in just two seconds of type being in drunk 3po i found reddit's things that were like talking about you i'm like oh okay well He's big enough where people are shit talking him on Reddit, so that's good. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> but you're in a you're in a you're in a a sphere where you know, like we all play, we all of us, the the straights, the gays, the the trans, the blacks, the whites, the Jews, we all want to go to Disney World. Uh, and a lot of us, it, it, for me, it's like preserving the culture I grew up with. Like that's yes. that, that's Doomcock's whole thing. It's like this a it's a culture war. You know, cultural yeah. Marxism is about erasing the history so you won't remember what happened to you, so they could do it again to you. And yeah. and and it's been a full-on attack too of like inverting popular culture, like Doctor Who, Star Wars, Star Trek has gone down the shitter big time. Oh man, it's awful. So it's been a, it's been a full-on assault of particularly men's like things that were for boys. Um, you know, they don't, they're, they're not trying to pull boys into the girl stuff. They're trying to, 
feminize the boy stuff it feels like a little way too a little too much and then, oh, then I, but, like but then I'm, the I'm a bigot though masculinity but it's just yeah there's like, i'm a bigot no, if i say that i'm a bigot there's no a manly men anymore where's the manly men at well that's you the know, thing I'm, like, I'm trying they don't to want you to be a man they want you to be sensitive and feminine but well, it's like you know dude i feel like i'm guilty of the brainwash for a long time the corn flakes and the corn corn everywhere corny culture right that's the one thing yeah. the soy and the corn and the brainwash and if your parents aren't uh, su sufficiently enlightened, they're just going to put you in front of the TV and you're going to get the pedo swirls. And, uh, you know, it's a small world after all. And what can you do until you at a certain age, maybe it's 30, maybe it's 40. In my case, uh, in the past five years, I've woken up to the fact that, yeah, Disney had me under a spell. And maybe for a while they were good. But I don't know, man, you can look back pretty far and see that, you know, maybe they didn't have children's best interest like maybe this has been a lot longer than we think right we're just really waking up to it and because it's like the more you're awake to it the more it you their spells don't work on you anymore and so disney spells are done i can see it coming from a well, mile away now if, well now if anybody does any type of little research they could see for themselves the problem is the truth tellers right now are being labeled as i mean I don't know what words we're allowed to use here on the podcast. You can say any word you want. They, you know, it's like being called a Nazi. It's like that's a big one for them. They're like, oh, look, it's uh the Nazis talking. I'm you know, like, but I step in front of it. That dude, is? I step in front of it because it takes the power away. You give the if you if you're afraid of a word, by the way, if you're afraid of any word, sure. whether somebody's saying it to you or you're or you're afraid of it coming out of your mouth, especially when something potentially like triggering is coming out of your mouth, but it doesn't have the intention, like you're not saying it to like trigger people like for example the so it's all about you being afraid it's like a dog right being around a dog you show fear around a dog it's over you're done it's the same thing with people and your energy on twitter and stuff if you put something out and you think oh i'm gonna offend people you more than likely will be offending people and if your intention is to hurt then they're going to be coming to hurt you back so it's very you know words have power if you give them power but i won't give the i won't take the knee for the woke mob but I'm also not, you know, I'm not racist. I'm not a bigot. I'm not all these things. I dated a trans person. Okay. So I can, but I can still make fun of them. Like that's the whole point of why comedy isn't funny anymore because you've taken the fucking balls out of comedy where we can't even say anything without 10 people being offended for 10 different reasons. That's just me. And that's just you. Well, my, my, <laughs> my whole step was, uh certain platforms don't allow certain words that's that's that true too no well that's true too that's so why that's, not on YouTube. being on youtube you you know you understand that so for me uh the but it's like as far as youtube goes there's uh words you know you you can't say or they'll they'll take your whole channel down so do i like it no but it's just that's that's the platform that we have so yeah i might delete that part just because uh so you can share it with your audience yeah <laughs> if you don't mind no not at all i i, I listen there, there's there's a certain point where it's like okay I I, certain, listen I, I totally get what you're saying but it's it's um i yeah. don't you're totally right you can't say these words and i'd rather rather have the message reach a broader spectrum than yeah be to actually really truly say exactly what i want and maybe hear five people hear it because but it's I just banned. so i i agree with you it's like a hundred, hundred and ten percent. Anything that has to do with their LGBTQ stuff. And again, the only reason I get upset about it is because I see where it's going, which is now the road to pedophilia. 
<laughs> that's, in my opinion, where this goes, which is the agenda. But I think that's, I, but I agree with you on the other aspect. It's like to speak in a way that could reach a broader stroke so more people wake up to exactly what is going on is probably more important um, than anything I, I, right now in our culture. Right. And that's because the thing. people, like I said, like people don't know, they just don't know. Because if they if they try to know, then it's like, oh, you listen to that person. Well, did you know that that they call that person this? Like, like for Gina, they're like, you know, Gina's an anti-masker, right? Gina's an anti-masker. And almost every video I'm I when I talk about her, I'm like, okay, people call her an anti-masker. Let me show you on her Twitter where she showed how to make masks at home so the doctors could have the mask, like back when all that was going on. And so it's like just trying to correct people with the truth, like you said, just try to correct people with the truth so they know exactly what's going on. So they just don't take a meme or something and take that as truth and and just believe it. Well, that's true. Yes, I agree. And then, you know, and then yeah, like I said, making the a message, you're right. Yeah, like I want to say certain things which are true. You're not going to, well, the point of what I'm saying is I'm not going to take the knee. But there's oh there's, absolutely there's yeah, craftier yeah, yeah. ways than just saying the words you want to say, like I just said before, which is the dirty words, the words you're not allowed to say. <laughs> yeah. It's just a word though, unless you have the intention behind it, it has no meaning. That's my issue with it. I, I couldn't it, agree more. It's the sliding scale, right? It's okay, yes. we're we're gonna permit okay, we're gonna allow a word not to be said. What's the next word that we can't say? We're we're already going down that line. You you if you say retard, it's it's you're rolling the dice. Not for me, but anybody else on social media uh, that is worried about what a blue check is going to think, they're rolling the dice to say certain words, and it's only a matter of time. Which is why yes. I have to say, you know, I don't agree with saying certain words in certain contexts, obviously, but it's you're going to permit them to start banning words. Then where does it stop? That's what, not exactly. That's the old sliding scale of uh, how far are they going to push the needle? And then, you, you know, know, if you say a certain word, you, not only can you not say it, but you could be arrested for a hate crime. For a misunderstanding, know, not bro. even saying the word. I know. So that's why I'm, know, I'm, it's crazy. And that's that's this whole thing with cancel culture. It's like these people we going back to Gina. They don't even want her to work. They don't want. They want her to fail and be hurt and like set an example to like, like, like witches back in the day being burned at the stake. That's what they want to do to her. That's what they, that's what they want. And that way she's an example to any, like you said, anybody else that would want to speak out or even share an opinion that's different to uh, what, you know, that's different to, uh, to to what the narrative is they're like if you do that you saw what happened to her it's gonna happen to you and I, but i do say i do think people are they just they they've had enough i think they've had enough. oh they definitely they're, had they're, enough they're, i mean uh, i i'm i'm mr peaceful meditation guy here if i'm i'm about ready to pull the gun out and <laughs> start shooting it's it's long beyond gone it's the it's the train left the station a long time ago and i i, I holy shit that i miss it I mean, what has gone? What has what have what have they done to people in the past two years? I'm so glad that you didn't get completely psyoped and you you know you're you're a Florida guy, you know, like what a heaven to live in the past two years. Oh man, we were like 
we were like free after the two weeks, sort of. Well, that was <laughs> thing. Florida. Disney was, you know, that was a, you know, something I've never seen before. Disney closed that long, and then you go back, and I had the opportunity through friends to go like twenty times over the past probably year and a half, like in the thick of the pandemic. As soon as they opened it back up, I had a friend that worked there, and we'd go, and it, it started out like super intense. Did you go a lot during the pandemic? Oh man, yeah, the theme park channel. I went on oh, opening that's right. day. Yeah. And I was like, there was like me and like four other people there. <laughs> that was the thing in the beginning. It was like a we're lot all of like bundled spread up, out. You know, yeah, we're in was... like our hazmat suits. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. You know, when they first opened up, they're just like, cover your face with something, you know, like, so I'm like wearing a bandana, you know, looking like I'm about to rob yeah. a bank. And like, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it yeah it's just one of those things uh but it was nice it was empty because i could ride everything there was no yeah, lines. no lines and then you were like more than six feet apart most of the time in and, the line like yeah. no i actually like that i was like they, i wish they'd keep the line distance, nobody on the cars nice. with yeah, yeah no, no sweaty people like yeah. all up in your business and you're just kind of like yeah six feet buddy six feet something but, i never see in my i thought i'd see in my lifetime was to disney which to, number one to shut down that long and then how it was for a long time after they reopened it which you was, know what was crazy when they when they reopened it was the amount of hate that I got from people. I went, I turned on a YouTube live stream on the day the Magic Kingdom opened, and I'm walking through the park. There's hardly anybody there, and um, people in the live stream were like, "How dare you be out of your house? I hope you die. I hope you catch it. I hope this like." What are you doing? Go back home. Go back in your home. Like, I mean, it was a not, I'm like, man, these people are so scared for their lives that they would come into a live stream in the chat and just, it was a nonstop negative, you know, oh my God, you're going to die. You're going to catch this and die. Like it was like nonstop. Uh, I had almost a thousand people. Watching me walk through Disney, which is not like that's not normal for our channel. We usually, you know, we do a few hundred, but a thousand people, and they yeah. were just constantly, and it was all like angry people that I was out of my house, like basically what it was. And I'm just like, guys, it's fine. Like, I'm taking all the precautions, you know, I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm fine. Like, whatever. Like, I'm fine. And it, they just wouldn't stop. They wouldn't let up. You know? Well, you know, and, we we didn't get hit as hard with the psychological warfare as most no. of the rest of the country. We, I'm telling I you, like we were. We were open in like two weeks. That's what I'm saying. It, it, for the most part, except for having to deal with the morons that were glued to CNN all day. And they, they might as well have not have lived in Florida wearing the hazmat suits. And, and that was the thing with Disney, too. One thing is I never wore my mask anywhere, ever. Like, that was my thing. And obviously, that's not the case at Disney. So the only time I did bend the knee, and, and of course, like, when you're in the ride and you're taking the – I don't wear my – by the way, on the on the ride, I never wore my mask on the ride. I would wear my mask, and they would say, put your mask on, pull it up. Yeah. But then I get on the ride, I would never wear my mask on in the ride. I would pull it off. I would make sure I get that picture uh, with my mask off. And so I, I never uh, – Disney was the only place I complied ever because they enforced it. They super enforced it. But it was, I, for what it's worth, I mean, I did it because of my job, but for what it was worth, it was, it was, I don't think we, we will ever see Disney like that again. I don't think so either. Like ever. we saw a Disney um, that 
most of the world will never see a park that was so empty you know and just so it was so weird it just was so weird to go to all of them all of them were like that except for legoland (laughs) legoland was the only park where i guess the people were like because that's in uh legoland's in polk county it's not really in orange county so they were just like just do whatever you want like just have fun like they just didn't, they had no mask. Every time I went there, there was no mask required. There was like no spacing. Um, Legoland is never really packed anyway. So, but most of their stuff is outside too. But uh, seeing Disney like that, you know, I, I sometimes I go back and look at some of the photos I took of Main Street just What's being it? empty. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, no, no, not as weird. many performers, no hugging the characters, none of that stuff. A lot of that stuff, a lot of like half of, like uh, Hollywood Studios was like a ghost town, like Indiana Jones shut down and the, the whale or whatever that thing is. All that stuff was just shut down. All of the shows, man, like most of the restaurants and places where you got ice cream and stuff. Oh, yeah, the resorts too, down. all that. Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of walked around. Well, the first thing that ever, the first thing that opened was, the first thing to open, I'll never forget, was Universal Studios City Walk. Not the theme parks, but the City Walk. And the only restaurant that was open was Forrest Gump. Uh, Gump Bubba Gump Shrimp Company was the was the restaurant on City Walk. And I went and made reservations. And I was there. And it was a ton of people there. More than they expected. There was tons of police making sure everybody was spaced out. And, you know, no one knew about masks. Like, they just asked you to wear something over your face. Like, they didn't care what it was. Some people had scarves on. I, of course, had a bandana and everybody was spaced out. And we just it was such a weird feeling to walk through that because we, you know, we've been in the house. uh, Nothing was open and like we went and I'm just walking around. And then I ate at the uh, that was my first time going to a restaurant in a while. And I went to the gum place and, you know, they only allowed four parties. And I for some reason, I was able to get a reservation sitting away from everyone. They only had two things on the menu. Wow, (laughs) That was it. They're like this shrimp thing and this shrimp thing. And that's it. There's, and they just told us like, we got two things. That's it. Take it or leave it. So we're like, well, we'll have B. <laughs> we'll have item B all around. Uh, wow. No bars. The bar wasn't open. It was like soda, water and item A or B. And like, that was it. It was such a weird feeling uh, to see that, you know, and we walked around and just to see the people that just wanted to be outside. Just, they just went there and sat and just sat outside. You know, didn't Strange do time. sat the whole time. Yeah, it was just like, it's such a weird feeling. I, I know people that wanted to come back, like, seriously, like, please, like, please, I wanted to come back. I hate that it's over. I don't, honestly. That's I, crazy. I'm ready to move move on with life. I, I like working. the world again. Yeah. I want to get back in the plane. Like, I... All right. Uh, we're, we're almost, we're doing, we're doing good here, like, almost at an hour and 45. So I'm going to start to move in the direction of wrapping it up. I wanted Lord. to do some fun questions with you. Um Universal or Disney? Your oh, favorite. Universal. Okay. Universal. Let's. We're gonna go to Disney though for a little bit. Now that I got that out of the way, we're gonna go back to Universal. But I wanted to know, out of the parks at Disney, what's your favorite park? Um, Animal Kingdom because wow, what a choice! I love Avatar. <laughs> I'm oh, one of I, I hate the line though for that thing. Oh yeah, the line's bad, but it's something about the animals and stuff like that. It's just, it's, I, I think it's beautiful. Uh, I think Animal Kingdom's a snoozer, especially yeah, the, for as, some people. It's a snoozer, especially but. the other 
avatar ride when i got on that other avatar ride was like the river cruise i'm like oh i waited i waited i I waited this long for this thing you could skip that one but yeah but uh okay at the magic kingdom what's your favorite ride uh i like the classics like pirates of the caribbean haunted mansion like those right there those are those are the those are my favorite what about epcot Epcot, I'm uh, Mission Space Man, the giant golf ball. Oh, I, man. I just do that yeah. every time, <laughs> just for whatever reason. I uh, just do that every time. Epcot has turned into a weird, well, it's not weird, but it's like a turning into a food festival. It's an identity crisis park because so, you got the old, what it was built for, the pre existing yeah. buildings, then the, like the living seas and stuff, and horizons, all that stuff. And now they have to get rid of all these old things and put in guardians of the galaxy ip whatever ip they've got so it's a hodgepodge yeah. of a park and i'm not a fan of the food and wine festival i think that's really overpriced like oh they fr- do tons of food. food and wine then it's art festival then it's flower and garden i mean they just they just go all year one right out of another so on mission space do you do mars um versus you know what i'm talking about the you're the, the Wait, the Epcot, the ball is not Mission Space. No, it's called Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Sorry, Earth. No, but no, but I, no, but I like both of those. But I do. I am actually Mission Space is when you go to Mars. Yeah, right. But there's two versions of it. There's the one where you go to the moon, and there's one where you go to the Mars, and that's like the one where you. That's the puke version. Like there's one. Yeah, I do the puke version. Have yeah. you ever actually puked on it? Nah, never. Okay, so I got a story. So I went with a friend. <laughs> and it was food and wine festival and i've been drinking and you don't eat too much but i was drinking a lot and i hadn't been on mission space in a while and i forgot how violently it spun you like it was a centrifugal force machine i forgot about that it's, it, can, it can get rough it's hardcore and so i'm there with a 10 year old kid and i'm talking shit to him i'm like you want to go on the little baby one or you want to go on the big boy one i'm like and he's like i don't know i was like talking so much shit and i'm like this is nothing you'll be fine and so I get on it and they got the barf bags on those rides too, by the yep, way. Sure and, and so, you know, that ride, it gets you going. It gets to the point where it's like, okay, it takes off and you can feel the G forces and you're flying. And then it gets closer to your destination. You think it's like, oh my God, can this thing end? Cause I'm like the vomit's like in my mouth and I'm like, and then the <laughs> ride continues. Like you crash, right? You don't even land correctly. Like you fucking crash. And then it's like emergency, emergency. It's like, oh my God, like the vomit's coming out of my mouth. And they finally let me out and I'm running and it's spewing. I've already filled one of the bags and this kid, I'm mean, just getting laughed at just a nightmare. So I, I will never ride mission space again. I've been thoroughly traumatized by that, that ride. I love, I, I used to love gonna, it. I think they're going to change it. People have died on that ride, right? Yeah, they have. Yeah, it's a violent ride. Well, and that wasn't the ride's fault. That was people sneaking in, people that should not have been right. on that ride. Heart conditions so it, and it, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh it's um I think people are gonna change it. There's never really a way to get on that thing anymore either. Really? So, oh. Yeah, I think people are kind of like, yeah, I don't want to get sick here either. So let me ask you this. I used to be able to ride roller coasters, no problem. And I don't think it has to do with anything but just me getting older. Where I can't take it as much. I, I can't. I get on. I get on. I get out of uh, Space Mountain, and I can like barely stand up, and like you know, I'm wobbling. Do Do you feel like, or does that not happen to you? Do you get older and you get more? Sensitive? Hasn't happened to me yet. I'm in my 40s, so yeah. 
I got like every time I go to Universal, I ride the roller coasters. I love it. I like the Hulk. Yeah. Just ride them all. Now at Hollywood Studios, what's your favorite ride? Uh, I will. <laughs> you might not. I, I like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. No, that's the worst one. <laughs> I knew people. <laughs> Why do you like that one? I like Rise of the Resistance too, even though it's a sequel trilogy, but because just that 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 ride is so complex. And it's a cool ride, but my favorite it, is uh, it's a cool Tower experience, of maybe. Oh, Tower Terror. That's not bad. Because the Twilight Zone. What it is. If they ever like, they've changed the other ones to like Guardians of the Galaxy bullshit. But the one in um, Orlando is the one that has the actual fifth dimension part. Yeah. The, the one in Japan doesn't have that. I don't know about California because it's now Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, so that's what I don't like about these IP rides is, you know, in 10 years, five years, nobody's going to care about Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, they're going to have to retool it or something. They will. Make a classic. Something, they absolutely something will. like Tron. Are they ever? Are they ever going to finish Tron? Who knows, man? I rode the Tron ride in uh, Shanghai. Was I went to Shanghai Disney? And, wow, um, that's I've only been to J- the Tokyo one. Shanghai is even more exotic. Yeah, they had the Tron. I waited. I waited a good. The um, Shanghai Disney's an expand. That's an experience. When you finally, it took me half a day to figure out how their lines work. Basically. If there's an inch to spare, you and if you walk into it, you can you can step into it. Like so, you could literally like cut people in line, and they won't say anything. Wow! Yeah. And once I figured that out, like I told my party, I was like, everybody stay behind me. I'm like gonna full back. Like I'm gonna be the full back yeah. and get everybody like up to the front. And sure enough, I just took a step here, took a step there, took a step. No, no one said anything. I literally cut all the lines like to get on the ride, and they're and they're Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, that was sick. I've seen that one. Unbelievable. So I spoil the rides. Do you ever do you do that? Like a new rides coming out? Like I'll spoil it because I know I'm like, oh, I'll never get to Disney. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I I, I wish I didn't knowing that I would ride Rise of Resistance, you know, 10 times. But I when I first they were doing Rise of the Resistance, I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to go there anytime soon. I don't have the money. It looks like a nightmare, especially when you were when they originally did rise of the resistance and you had to get there and sign into the thing before a certain time. And if even then you could pay money to go to Disney world to ride one friggin' ride and you couldn't even get the guarantee of riding that ride at one point. Yeah. That's insane. That's so that, absolutely right. So that's why I do the spoilers of the, of these rides. I'm like, you know what? I may never ride this ride ever. Like the one in Shanghai pirates of the Caribbean. I totally like, you know what? This is so awesome. It's only a matter of time before they got the one here. Well, the one in Shanghai is closed again because of COVID. So they don't know when it's going to reopen. That's insane. It opened for a little bit and now it's it's closed again. Okay. So we went through the Disney parks. We got all your favorite rides. Uh, What about Universal? Oh, Velocicoaster, hands down. I haven't been on that one. That that is is that a brand new one or is it or is that a yeah, retool? Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. That's got to be one of the best roller coasters I have ever done in my life, at anywhere in the world. Nice. Okay. That they, what it goes like over the water upside down. It, it's unbelievable. Do you miss Wet and Wild? No. Really? Were no, Were no. you a Wet and Wild fan or no? Not really. Did you go? A bunch I never of- liked water parks too much because. I was just one of those guys, like, if I go into the water, like, it's just filled with, like, pee. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it, the chlorine or the yeah the the, the fluid, human fluid. Yeah, that's what whatever I think. that may be. Somebody doesn't like you know wipe their butt properly and they're in the pool. <laughs> it's just I don't know yeah. why. It's just the like particles. I don't want to be around it. Yeah. So I just never you know because they're open twenty four. They're open all year round here in Florida. So you never never know. Yeah, you never know. That was a Orlando um, classic that I hated a, to see. It was go. a staple. Yeah, exactly a staple. a staple. Exactly. And now it's a. What is it, the parking lot for it's Universal? A hotel. Or, or yeah, Volcano Bay or something. Yeah. yeah. Hotel. All right, let's see what I got here. Anything else? Um, what what are we promoting, by the way? I know you've got a bunch of channels here. Anything you want to shout out, promote? Welcome to the Rebellion Podcast. So tell me um, about that. How long have you been doing that? Just started this year. Uh, people kept asking me to start doing that. And I I did the whole thing about the rebellion movement that kind of started with Gina's statement after she got fired, where she's just like, we're going to start doing our own stuff. Welcome to the rebellion. I called her the next day after the interview. And I was just like, can I, uh, can I kind of use that? And she just loved the idea. And so the whole movement, like this rebellion movement is just about rebelling against our fears of whatever's holding us back from living out our dream. And so it's like that that's like there's so many people out there that want to be authors or artists or YouTubers or have a podcast or design shirts or whatever it may be. And yet they are letting whatever fear, fear that they've had yeah. keep them from doing that. And it's like, nah, let it go. Let go of your fears and just do it. Yes. Yeah, you're going to fail. We all fail. Just do it. Just just rebel against whatever's holding you back. And 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 start living because I believe if people are living out their passions and their their dreams, like whatever, uh, like it's inside of them, that the world will be a better place. I I just really believe that because just like it, it it's it's not really a job anymore if if you're doing that for a living. And totally. so we just interview a bunch of people all the time that are doing that. You know, how'd you do it? How'd you get started? How would you motivate others to do it? Like what what's going on? And so. It's been an amazing ride and the podcast has taken off. And a lot of that has to do with my friend who recently passed away, John Bartolo, who had the John Bartolo podcast and, you know, just kind of guided me through this whole thing. Geeks and gamers helping out and nine line apparel, nine line apparel reached out to me because of John Bartolo and geeks and gamers. And they wanted to do a rebellion line with their clothing company. And I was like, never really done that before. And we did it last year and we were like top selling shirt for their business. And these are people that have like celebrities, you know, that have lines with them. And it just kind of showed that people are, they're really tired of what's going on. And I couldn't you know, the agree shirt, more. The yeah. shirt was very simple. It just had said, welcome to the rebellion. And it had a Betsy Ross flag and it just sold you know, it just, it just sold. Everybody wanted one. And, and I, and I think this whole rebellion movement that I'm, uh, I kind of got caught up in and it it's beautiful to see because I get messages from people all the time saying, I listened, I got inspired and I'm now I'm taking more time closer to my dreams and more time to this and more time to that. And, um, I, it's, it's awesome. And, and I think that's just, what it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, 
Uh, people, if people are happy in what they're doing and, and then they start surrounding themselves with people that encourage them and that are happy for them and things like it, life just becomes better. And we it stop definitely, living definitely. in this, we, we stop living in this fear box, you know, and I totally agree. Uh, once you, once you start to make those steps, it does start to build upon itself, but you couldn't imagine that until you made that first step, right? You, it's like, uh, it's you know, the hardest. The, the hardest part about manifesting in terms of the law of attraction, if you believe it is you have to hold the vision of what you want having already achieved it but the more important part is having to hold the energy inside your heart of having achieved whatever thing and you know it's like i want to be a millionaire i want to be a star i want to be doing xyz job and getting paid for it it's hard to get into that mental and more importantly energetic space of having accomplished your dream that's why you have to start taking those steps that's part of the law of attraction there is you have to just you're not going to just to sit there and meditate and get a million dollars. I mean, it could happen, but you do have to take action. And it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, my encouragement is there's no wrong move. Like no matter what you do, the universe is that perfect. God is that perfect that you can make a move towards that with that intent of achieving a certain goal or dream And the universe through its infinite ways can meet you halfway and show you the way. That's why do floating, you know, and I talk about floating so much is it puts you in a state of relaxation naturally. You know, have you ever floated before? That, uh, that, no, I take walks in the park. Well, let me explain a little bit about floating. I know we talked about it a little bit, but I didn't really get a chance because I was saving it. So floating is laying in a tank or a pool of a thousand pounds of Epsom salt with about 350 gallons of water. And it's a solution that makes you, it's more buoyant than the Dead Sea or the Great Salt Lake. So you can float effortlessly. And so what that does is a multitude of things. You've got the magnesium absorption, which most people are severely magnesium deficient. Uh, they're not getting it in their diet. So you get that. And the weightlessness and all that decompresses your neck and spine. So it's very physiologically healing. It resets those things. Sometimes I'm just laying there and I can hear my spine snap back into place. And so beyond the physical, which are the guaranteed immediate benefits that I can guarantee to anybody if they lay in there long enough, I can't guarantee a spiritual experience. I can't guarantee ma magical metaphysical things happening, but more than likely they will. You'll have a, you know, it's like you want to have the experience of meditating in a cave for 20 years without putting in the work. The float tank will put you in that delta brainwave state in probably a half hour. And it does just so many things. So that's why for somebody, like if they want to achieve a dream, a lot of times they need to heal first. And floating gives you the possibility of laying in a space, getting away from distraction and relaxing your body to a point where you can have that sacred spiritual experience of hearing that little, little voice within that guides you. And maybe the Holy Spirit, if you will, if you believe that. But, um, and through that first modality of relaxation, in this case, floating, it opens up the doors to your specific potential healing because you've grown up differently than I have. We're, we're kind of all flowers in the same garden, uh, but we're different flowers. We, we bloom and grow at different rates. So I, I don't look at the person next to me blooming saying, oh, I, I'm, I'm fucked up or I, I got to catch up. No, uh, that's cool. They're doing their own thing. And so that's what I'm trying to encourage other people is, yeah, exactly. Live your truth. Um, heal first, and then that healing process will take you in the direction of achieving your dreams. So I started at the ground level of, yeah, a lot of people have dreams, but their life is in no way aligned to making that possible.
or sometimes people's dreams aren't happening because you know they're not necessarily the healthiest of dreams and so sometimes in an awakening process again that can happen with floating you say oh my life is i'm going in the wrong direction here maybe i want to do this now like just relative layers of uh, unconsciousness right that you're awakening to like peeling layers off an onion that's what we're doing so that's what i've been doing the past two years i've been laying in a float tank taking psychedelic drugs trying to see if the multiverse is real how far can i push reality you know stuff like that really crazy metaphysical spiritual things that only solitude and these super powerful spiritual tools can allow you to to do so i guess i'll have to take you floating since you're close by <laughs> if you're interested sounds like an interesting experience <laughs> yeah it sounds interesting so that's what i've been doing i'm that's very i'm i listen man i i uh i had to learn to fall in love with life again and you know every i think everybody's on their own journey but i think the biggest thing what i've seen with people is that they've got to like um they, they believe a lie that was told to them as far as their own personal being as like, they're not yeah. good enough. They're too old. They're too young. They're, they're too this, they're too that, that that's why they can't do what they want to do. And when they were told that they just started to believe it and right. they took a lie and they made it into a truth in their own mind and they have to un unlearn what they learned. And that uh, once they get on that path, and at least that's for me, you know, and, life just looks differently now you unconsciousness know, versus consciousness i i truly believe it's a, a, just raising your awareness your consciousness like for example i don't know if you believe this or not but they used to say that the first native americans couldn't even see the boats on the horizon coming for them because they'd never seen a boat before their mind couldn't put together what that was because they'd never seen it. It, it the boat might as well have not even have even been there and so with consciousness with awareness you become instantaneously aware, either through a psychedelic or a float tank or meditation or God's grace, uh, or you're starting to do something with your body, which is, you know, like you're, you're a fine tuned machine, but you're, instead of running high tests, you're running, you know, I don't know, whatever people are running, but the standard American diet is not high performance fuel. And they don't want it to be like, that's the point. Like everything is poisoned in my belief, all the food, the air, mm. you know, it's, it's on you. you, you know, like it's an, like society is an offer. Okay. You don't have to take their poisons. You don't have to take their ideologies, but if you're unconscious to it, and here's where the unconsciousness really comes in, you're handed down through your parents. And if you were born into some enlightened experience, great. But most people are born into a very unenlightened uh, set of parents and it's not even judging the parents it's just that's the nature of the reality they were born into so it keeps going on and on and on until you the lucky one wakes up to it now that person is usually the black sheep in their own family because their relative state of being has, has, has always been changed like they were always kind of awakened relative to their family or the awakening has pushed them further out are you a black sheep i don't know in your family would you think you, you are no, I'm pretty good with my, my, we're all, you know, raised in a Christian household and. But, you know, but like, are you the oddball? I don't or think you, so. No, 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 I don't think so. But we, we've, we're all individuals in our own, like it, you know, looking at my family, it's just like, everybody's just 
kind of did what they wanted to do. And, and we were very encouraged, you know, to, to yeah, stay it sounds the like course. You, it and sounds like you grew up with a loving family and a good situation. Very loving, you know. Um, but I, when I started go, going overseas and stuff, it, that, that was difficult to see them. But at, yeah, very... My parents love me to death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're lucky. Like I said, I think yeah, exactly. I, I one of the reasons you more. are the person you are is because the tree you fell from, which are your parents. And I mean, I, I see the opposite all the time, all day long with people. And, it, and again, it's like, I'm not blaming anybody. It's nobody's fault that you were brought up in a shitty situation. But here's the problem that people hate. And the, and the psychedelics will bring this into people's awareness, which is why I love them, which is you're responsible. You can't blame them. There's no more victim mentality when you take enough magic mushrooms, it's like, it's on you. Okay. Yeah. You've been given X, Y, Z circumstances up to this point, but once you're aware of it, it's on you. You're on the hook at that point, I believe. And so that's why a lot of people don't want to do the things I'm doing because it makes them at a certain point now responsible for the direction of their life. They can't blame it on their mother, their father, their job, their circumstances. I've it's, it's over and over again. I see people, the Phoenix rising. I've done it many times in my own life. 9-11, I lost all my friends because I said, this is, mm. a, this is a damn conspiracy. This is 20 years ago. I've lost my friends over and over because I'm willing to say, you know what? I'd rather have the truth and no friends than be with the crowd doing the Sieg Heil with everybody else. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm an independent thinker and at the, at the cost of my own well-being sometimes and like fitting in, I, would, I just need to know. I need to know the truth. I need to know what's good. Uh, hey man and that if that's that's so that's, that's why who you are <laughs> that's why i'm out here talking to people like that's it. like that's who you are you know that's who you are i just want i just for me i'm at this point in my life where i just i want to see people just live their dreams and understand feel the joy and the happiness that comes with it you know and so everything you know that that we do and um most of, a lot of my youtube money we use to build homes for the poor and you know you read my mind I was, about to, I was about to say like i know that you donate because i've seen it on your channel especially that yeah. night that night i was i joined your channel for five bucks or whatever like there were people doing 100 bucks 100 bucks 100 bucks 100 yeah. bucks well it's because they've seen in the past what we've done you know we we built a we built a home in el salvador you know and i'd go there and a lot of my you know i show receipts I, you know, I don't want to be one of these people that are like, Hey, I'm going to do it. And then you have no evidence that I've <laughs> done anything. So it's just like, this is what we're going to do. If you want to give great, if not, don't worry about it. Like, well, that, that was the added bonus of your channel, which was, okay, oh, this money's not even going to this guy and he's proving so, it. Like, that's really cool. Like, yeah, you could totally just have your, you know, your $2 million TikTok house, you know, that your social media uh, followers paid for, or yeah, you could spread the love now how much do you do you do you, this is being banned i've been banned a lot in the past two years on i just got can't taken imagine off why i just can't <laughs> right i just got taken off of vimeo uh and i was paying for vimeo and they said we don't want to do business with you anymore um and it was over coronavirus crap and uh let's see instagram i've been love hate with them for two years they've taken me down a few times so m my thing is I can't go on YouTube and I'm afraid to spend too much time with infrastructure building because it can be instantly taken away. Being that you donate 
that money, how do you monetize outside of that one channel? Like, how do I make money personally? You, right. Do you? Well, do I you, have the job, and then you know. But do, do like, the, YouTube doesn't really make that. Like people, just because I have a lot of you know uh, subscribers and stuff, it doesn't really. YouTube doesn't really make a lot of money. It, it really doesn't. So it's uh, if we can do some good with it, then then good on us. You know, right. uh, good on us. So like that's. That's that's where we are. I mean, I do use some of the, like like I said, it's not all of it goes. Uh, some of it goes like I buy new microphones and you right. know, things like that. Back but, into it. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's like when we started selling Welcome to Rebellion shirts, I was like after Gina was fired, I'm like, we're going to give it all away. And I had like some of my channel members like find charities. So every month, whatever came in, I'm like, here's what came in. You know, I'd send them like they had access to see it. And I'm like, where should we give it? And they're like, let's give it here. And then so we took some extra YouTube money to make sure like uh, we gave like a thousand dollars away every month to different charities. It was great. I loved it. Like, that's just that's just who I it's who if people know me, that's like who I am. And it's it's just something that's not that I'm like, hey, look at me. It's more along the line of. It's just been woven into my system. Well, like I, I, I watch like your videos. Habit, yeah, so. I watch your videos and the energy is like, you feel lucky to be there. And that's a good energy. It's true. You know, like, it's not like I'm conceited or I should be here. You should listen to me. It's like, you know, it's like everything is a gift and a surprise and I'm honored to be here. And I can't believe people like this. And, you know, I, I like that. That's what I like. And it's translated to this interview. And it's been a great interview, I think. I don't know how you felt about it. I know oh, I appreciate it. Man. probably I hit you with a little here. bit more extreme content than maybe you're used to. <laughs> or maybe oh, not. I'm I don't sure. know. I'm sure your edit button works well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the invite. I'm always uh, beyond grateful that someone would want to sit down and speak with me for two hours. And, you know, it's it's I'm, I, I just feel very fortunate and lucky because you're not asking everybody, but you ask me. You well, know? I know. So well, dude, that's like, the thing. There's a lot of people. I'm, I'm not like bragging on myself at all, but there's like a ton of people that are like, hey, I want to be on the podcast. I'm like, okay, maybe. But it's honestly, the podcast is about what I'm feeling in life. And if I'm watching or listening to something and that person will do an interview, sometimes people won't do an interview. And that's like the, either they won't want to talk about what I want to talk about or they don't like what I, the world I'm in. And that's fine too. I totally, totally get that. But yeah, it, my podcast has to be like from the heart because that's what people resonate with. And if I just like, oh, what's the topic? Like, I don't want to talk about Will Smith. It just so happens that this like this is like the perfect time to interview you because of all this. Like everything is hitting Disney at once right now. Yeah. So it's like a good story, too. It's like, wow, this guy's an insider and I'm actually interested in his content. Well, I just like, you know, people need to also understand is that people that may disagree with one another on certain things can still have a honest conversation that's the like, thing like, well, like, well, we what we can but to this we, world can. That we can't do that you that's, know that, so. see that's that's my big alarm which is okay we don't agree but i can have a conversation without my head exploding but they can't they won't even they can't even hear what i have to say so that's the problem which is not only they don't yeah, want to hear huge. you but they want to censor you. you you can't even say what you want to say which used to be the norm i'm like all right i'm gonna okay so you know, it's like, I don't want to have to fight in this battle, but they've crossed too many lines 
where I've had to make a call. I can't be a centrist. I can't be the happy little Buddha forever. I don't think that's what we're here for, to be honest with you, just to sit in a cave and meditate. I think we're here to get our hands dirty. And I couldn't it, agree more. In a righteous way. So uh, it's been fan. Anything else? Um, you've got the, you're welcome to the rebellion. You've got park hopping. Tell us about yep. that real quick. Uh, park hopping is the theme park channel. If you really love theme parks and want honest takes of all the theme parks, we talk about the latest news, some of the funny stuff, some of like everything that's going on. And, uh, it's, it's called park hopping. It's part of geeks and gamers. So awesome. And all on YouTube. All on YouTube, yeah. Now, do you have like a Discord? Uh, I have a drunk three PO Discord, but we keep it. It that's uh, we just try to keep it. It's just it, it, there's not that much activity there. You're a hardcore YouTuber. Like some people, like I spend a lot of my energy on Instagram. Some people are on Twitter. You seem to be like a hardcore YouTuber. Yeah, that seems to be my favorite outlet. Yeah. I mean, I have an Instagram and stuff too, but it's just like. I don't know. It's like, the, like I say, like to inspire people to live out their passions is like that. That's just where I'm at. You know, like that's where I'm at in life. And, and I can get the best response out of people from, from YouTube. So that's why we do that. Well, I guess but the last... podcast is booming now. So it's like, it's starting to cross over a little bit. So. Well, good. You get more exposure with this one too, for sure. Um, Cause there's a lot of like a lot of my audience is my age and younger. And it's guys that are lost, right? You've got like people like Joe Rogan gatekeeping for men now. And so you've got guys that are just lost in this culture where, you know, like to be a man and to work out in a gym, you're an alt-right extremist. You know, you can't even call That's yourself a, a man anymore without getting, uh, you know, well, certain people. Like if I see the blue hair, I'm turning around and running away. Um, but that's just me. I don't, you know, abide <laughs> too much of that stuff anymore because it's just been a, it's like they won't listen. Uh, and I'm a racist or I'm a, a bigot or I'm mansplaining or I don't, you know, as a white male, there's not much of a world for me anymore. Like I'm the, we're the disenfranchised people now. I mean, like, look what they just did to the Supreme court. So don't talk about, uh, it's like reverse racism now, but I'll probably delete that. <laughs> so I'm going to end on a positive note, not race and polarity. You've brought such a positive message tonight. And your breath of fresh air for Disney fans and Star Wars fans online. I can't thank you enough for being with me tonight. It's one of those rare treats where it's like, I feel like I'm interviewing somebody that is like famous. Just because you're on that TV that I watch and you're on my TV. I <laughs> appreciate that. At, at least two or three times a week, depending on how much you're putting content, how much I'm able to see it, um, how much YouTube is, you know, showing it. But uh, just so, just know that, like. I'm listening to you. I'm, if you don't think of anything else, like sometimes I think about that with my Instagram, like, okay, like there's some blue checks and, and shit following me. And I used to be like, oh, wait a minute. What if this B-list celebrity is not happy with this take? You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. So I always think about that. And so I, I'm sure like when you're sitting there, like is Gina watching or is oh, she texts me when she texts me when she's watching but you know what i mean like thinking yeah, about like yeah, who, yeah. who who who's out there like because i'm like when i do my content it's like this is for like 25 year old men but i know that like younger women and older women like in their 50s 60s and 70s listen to this podcast sometimes i'm like okay so i don't know why they would want to listen to it but they do so i don't know but i appreciate your time you're a busy man lots of theme parks to go to 
these days. Yeah, tomorrow I'm actually going to SeaWorld. Ooh. So. Well, I'm sure we're going to do a part two. Um, I think if you liked it and you'd love to come back again. I think you've I'd uh, love to. Yeah, definitely you've earned my respect for that and keep the good work up, man. Anything else? No, nah, man, that's it. I appreciate like, again, I appreciate it. I'm I'm very honored uh to to be asked to come on. So Likewise, I really appreciate it. I'm so glad to finally reach into my TV and <laughs> actually touch this Star Wars drama. <laughs> Because I have been eating this shit up for like years. Then, like, I started with Doomcock, and then from then it opened up everything else. And I've been watching all this stuff with bated breath, with Kathleen Kennedy, with Iger, with Shapek, with with the pandemic. Because this is my local economy. It's our local economy. So it's yeah. not just like I. I don't even care about like I used to like Marvel. Marvel even is like jumped the shark. I don't like Marvel anymore. I used to love the Marvel movies. Do you like Marvel? I love it. Yeah. I, but I, I closed the book. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. We can go through the whole okay. Marvel. <laughs> we'll I closed that. the book on uh, like after Endgame. I kind of like. Me too. I said, you know you what? Know. Thanos, uh, I guess he unleashed the rainbow with that uh, rainbow color yeah. uh, uh, stones on his glove there. Because uh, what happened to Feige and Marvel post? I mean, they, I mean, they, they it, we'll save it. We'll save it. There's so much there. There is a lot yeah. All right. It's Jay, Drunk 3PO on YouTube. Host of the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Check that one out. Mark Hoppin and Geeks and Gamers. Jay, fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. You know, I always say it to everybody. You have proven tonight you are enlightened. Continue your journey into great enlightenment. We'll see you next time. Don't hang up, by the way. I'm about to end the podcast. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what?